That's our slogan for today, John. Eventually, everyone gets everyone tased. gets tased. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Thursday, October 11, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 451. This is No Agenda. That's right, 10, 11, 12, the magical 33 on the best podcast in the universe from the capital of the drone star state, Austin, Texas. Good morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm opening a new red book, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Are you telling me that people in Berkeley blow their nose into their sleeve? That's what they do. No. Yeah, especially the Berkeley City Council. <laughs> That's an expression I'm not familiar with, obviously. But Berkeley City Council? No, blowing your nose on your sleeve. Oh. Well, you know, the, 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 ever since I stopped smoking, which we're now, we are now into, I don't know, week six? Um, I, I, I don't have a drippy nose anymore. I might have to blow my nose once in the morning, just, you know, just clear in it In the all morning? Up. Yeah, only in the morning. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air and subs in the water, and all the knights out there. I want to wish them a Yeah, yeah. In the morning in the to morning. you, too, uh, John C. Dvorak and everybody else who's uh, tuning in live uh, to the best podcast in the universe. Uh, oh, thank you so much, love. Uh, Ms. Mickey, always. You don't, ha- you, don't have, you don't have to do the whole bowing thing, though. That's, that's a little much. Uh, I kind of like it, though. Could you wear a skirt next time? Bim salabim. <laughs> Bim salabim. Thanks, love. Uh, yes, uh, hello to all the human resources in the chat room. You know what you can do with yourself. Uh, good to see y'all charged up and ready to go. Uh, my name is Adam. He's John. We are citizens of Gitmo Nation, and we're just as effed as the rest of you. Hey, now. So I got a new red book, and I want to tell you, I got a little anecdote here. So all the right. red, red books, people want, you know, they I've got them on my third, but this will be my last one of this model, unless I can get a hold of Memjet. It turns out these red books were given away at a trade show. Uh-oh. And I grabbed three of them. And that was, and that's it. And we've already filled one or two? Two. Wow. This is the third one. And what it's is, what Memjet. Is Mem- it, Mem- it's Memjet's Mem- a company. I'm looking. They had a little flyers Memjet. trapped around this book. 3,000 patents. Memjet is transforming color printing. You have to see it to believe it. Memjet. Anyway, so I don't know if they have any more of these books at Memjet. Hey, they got a video on their site. Hold on, let's take a look at what they got on their video. Memjet printing technology overview. It's hard to believe that printer technology hasn't changed in 20 years. Yeah? Have you seen a 3D (laughs) printer recently? (laughs) No evolution. No breakthroughs. No eureka moment. No. It's time for a change. Uh Uh-oh. Introducing printers powered by Memjet patented waterfall technology. The paper moves under the print head and okay it, yeah, all right so that's what Memjet. The, does the paper move under all the print heads it's covered in ink from edge to edge, edge in just edge. one pass Ooh. yes oh, one this pass. is real-time printing you're seeing it's kind of cool it looks like a, like a newspaper that's rolling through you know it doesn't stop it just goes in one go oh, so it just drops crap on ah, yeah. i should look into this yeah yeah you should <laughs> all right so memjet uh, i guess they don't make the red book anymore just i don't the, know where they were where they got them i mean they obviously had it's embossed on the t- outside of the book it says memjet think fast but i i suspect they were bought as a premium oh, they were just, for one oh, of the trade shows. they were just a premium but wait a minute if you go to noagendanation.com they have red books there for sale I should get some of those. Yeah, you should get. You should, maybe you'll get a discount if you if you ask Eric nicely. Yeah. 
Uh, here, so did you want to put something good for in? about three months? Were you going to put something into the uh, Red Book or did you have something yeah, to say? I, well, I start off by putting the date. Uh, yes. And then I take notes during the show mm-hmm. and uh, and write down any predictions that either one of us make. And how have we done uh, on our previous two books? Uh, we've probably uh, we're I, I've noticed that what we do, which I think is a drawback, is we are like. Uh, what's it called? Front running. We're front running the news by about a month. A month. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then about a month later, the news that we reported a month earlier starts to crop up in the mainstream media. And so we probably should be more redundant and kind of re-mention once in a while what we've talked okay. about before. Well, well, let's do just that. Uh, so it was, uh, in fact, a uh, exactly a month ago on September 11th. I believe it was the day after September 11th when we had a program, a broadcast. And uh, we said, hey, that Muslim video thing is bull crap. That's not what this is about. And have you noticed, as we, as everyone has shifted from, it was outrage and anger over a very bad uh, piece of film uh, with very bad actors, that would the, uh, particularly our U.S. Uh, president and the administration were swearing that's what it was about. As they have moved to, well, yeah, of course, this was a terrorist, a terrorist attack. Have you noticed that around the world, no one is protesting the video anymore? <laughs> it's the magic. So we, magic. we should bring you back to say the mainstream media is so complicit that they either went, oh, yeah, we got to, like, get some shots of people and roll some B-roll and say there's protests everywhere. I mean, you have to remember, there were protests all around the world. They're gone all of a sudden. Or uh, we had the techno experts of the State Department uh, handing out signs and uh, riling people up. Uh, and, you know, and of course, you still have a crop shot where you have like three, you know, 30 people. It looks like 3000. But it is all one big psychological operation against you. And please, please remember that this was the the, the, the end was nigh. Everyone, oh, the Muslims are, oh, they're so angry about the video. Now it's just all over. I've said, you know, I still haven't even seen the video, and I don't think very few people no, no. have. No, well, we, we played bits of the audio even, which no one else has done. No one has right. seen it. We played the audio where it's like, you know, um, hey, was Mohammed a homosexual? Yeah, yes, right. I think that Mohammed was a pedophile. Yeah. So I have here a, a very nice piece of uh, video, which... It's a montage, but I think the audio speaks for itself uh, that I found. I didn't put this together, uh, but I liked it so much. I want to play this. This is the timeline starting from the the moment that this horrific video caused uh, the death of uh, four American citizens uh, all the way to current day where, well, this is a terrorist attack. So why don't we listen to this so we can recall um, how we were, of course, right on the money uh, one month ago. As usual. As usual. On the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, Americans and American symbols in two Arab countries tonight are under attack by radical Islamist forces. And someone at the American consulate in Benghazi is dead, unclear. We were not aware of any uh, actionable intelligence indicating that an attack on the U.S. mission in Benghazi was planned or imminent. This is not a case of protests directed at the United States. It began spontaneously. We've seen rage and violence directed at American embassies. Sparked by this uh, hateful video. Over an awful 
internet video that we had nothing to do with. Protests that uh, arose because of the outrage over the video. This video is disgusting. Disgusting and reprehensible. Where there is an offensive video or cartoon. There was a, uh, a, a hateful video. This is in response to a video that is offensive. You don't really believe that. Chris, absolutely I believe that because in fact it's the case. They weren't there to demonstrate about some obscure film. As Leon Panetta said, it was obviously a terrorist attack. The, the government there saying that they had uh, warned the United States about the situation in Benghazi and that it was deteriorating. Days before the attack, there were warnings about insufficient security. Benghazi. Chris Stevens was the first U.S. ambassador killed in more than 30 years. Said in the months before his death, he talked about being worried about the never-ending security threats. I, I don't know how you argue we weren't caught flat-footed, specifically about the rise in Islamic extremism and growing al-Qaeda presence. It leads to questions. Does it make any sense to you the, the level of, or the, the small level of security he apparently had with him? The White House story crumbling. I would say yes. Uh, they were killed in the course of a terrorist attack. Hillary Clinton admitted that Al-Qaeda was involved. It wasn't just a mob action. <laughs> he said, it is self-evident that what happened in Benghazi was a terrorist attack. What happened in Benghazi was a terrorist attack. Uh, U.S. officials <laughs> knew within 24 hours that this was an organized Al-Qaeda attack. Which said the U.S. government knew about Al-Qaeda's involvement within 24 hours of the attack. In the intelligence community, there are those who within the 20, first 24 hours were saying that this was a terrorist attack. Why did Ambassador Rice give the American people bad information? There is more proof that this was all part of an elaborate cover-up by the administration. It's either gross incompetence and negligence, or in fact they are Lying. The president has a big investment in the narrative that not only is Osama dead, but Al-Qaeda is finished. And some of these militias are affiliated with Al-Qaeda. Uh, Al-Qaeda is very much alive. Clear that Al-Qaeda is alive and well. <laughs> Bin Laden dead, Al-Qaeda alive. <laughs> Well, I was pretty certain and continue to be pretty, pretty certain that uh, there are going to be bumps in the road. <laughs> Did you catch the meme in there where they went there? The president's trying to stick with the narrative that Osama bin Laden is dead. He's dead, yeah. Dead. As if he's not. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, what is the message there? Uh, so that was, I, was put together well, by that was a good, uh, where you, where'd you, you stole that from something. No, I said, I told you, uh, was, uh, the, the Heritage Foundation. Of course, a total right Oh, they had all that all. It's oh, just yeah. writing. Yeah, total, oh, yeah. Of course. Hey. Well, we're, where were they a month ago? Oh, yeah. No, of course. They were nowhere. Now, but here's what's interesting. Yesterday, um, there was a almost five-hour hearing on the Hill. It was. Yeah. Did, did you watch it? I watched part of it. I says, and then what's his, our favorite? Chavitz. Yeah. Chavitz. So I have those, those I have two clip, guys. Yeah, I have a clip from each. So really, the uh, ISIS opening set the stage for the whole thing and it's only like 30 seconds and you know exactly that the whole thing is bull crap and he actually he's such, he's such a shill i mean they're all a-holes all of them contrary to early uh, assertions by the administration let's understand there was no protest and cameras reveal that and the state department the fbi and others have that video so okay so, the, so they actually have video showing that it was not a protest but they have a video of the attackers um and so you know this is this is the opening the first 30 seconds of this uh of this hearing so you know that it's just going to be a bunch of back and forth tit for tat speaking of video the one in california made by an individual and out there for a period of time also clearly had no direct effect on this attack. 
In fact, it was September 11th, the 11th anniversary of the greatest terrorist attack. You see, this is where he's like, oh, really? Now you're going you're gonna to pull this, you, you a-hole? U.S. history in the U- New York, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and at the Pentagon. It was that anniversary that caused an organization <laughs> aligned with al-Qaeda <laughs> yeah. to attack and kill our personnel. So he's telling us the outcome of what the five hours is going to be. He says, and was, By the way, what was your, there was an organization allied with... What's the name of these guys? Uh, CIA. What's the name of this organization? I think the organization's name is CIA. That's uh, that's who they're called. And it's, it's, so we'll go back to our original premise, which which is what we've considered the possibility, which was the October surprise being the kidnapping. Yes. A yeah. scenario that backfired yeah. and blew up in their face, and that's why, if you remember the, that one month ago, the early shots of Hillary looking so steamed. Yes. I mean, I've never. She looks like she was chewing nails. So. Interestingly enough, uh, our buddy Shaffitz, uh, so there was only one thing I found interesting throughout the entire, the entire um, uh, hearing. And there was a lot of, you know, like, we, we were asking for security. We didn't get security. State Department bad. Uh, it was just all back and forth. And, of course, the Republicans there were doing the usual, why did the administration lie? They lied, they lied, they lied, they lied. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. But something, but so this, you got to listen to Rush Limbaugh and these oh, guys. It's hilarious. Yeah, you're like, liar. Yeah, we know they're all liars. Come on, it's like duh. But yeah, <laughs> but, it, but we're all they're all covering up something. But something happened when a woman from the State Department who who looked a bit like Christy Romer, by the way, and she had the same you know mannerisms and way of talking, which is just it's excruciating to sit yeah, through that. But you. Of, yeah, but of course. What uh, we do so you don't have to So she has uh, an easel and she has uh, a- aerial shots of uh, the compound um, and then she switches to another aerial shot and then Shaffitz just freaks out. And on the street outside the compound but we're able to make their way to the annex. Point of order. The gentleman lady, gentle lady will suspend. Gentleman will state his point of order. Uh, uh, Mr. Chairman, I'm concerned that we're getting into classified uh, issues that deal with sources and methods that would be totally inappropriate in an open forum such as this. It's like Everyone's like, what? What's your problem? Uh, the gentle lady, uh, Ms. Lamb, Mr. Kennedy, uh, is it your intent to declassify any or all material in... Uh, Ms. Lamb's uh, statement. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chaffetz, the information that we are presenting today in open session is entirely unclassified. Mr. Chairman, I totally object to the use of that photo. <laughs> so, so this is, I'm like, wow, this is interesting. What is it on that? And you can't see what it is. It just looks like a, like a, Goog- a Google Earth shot of, I don't know, like you know, just an yeah. area. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, the gentleman will state his reason. I believe it to, to be classified information that goes to sources and methods and should not be disseminated in a public manner such as state is doing here today. Mr. Chairman. Uh, Ranking member. Yeah, I, was just, I was just wondering, um, th- these are... Well, there's that a-hole. People from the State Department, they apparently have clearance to show this information. What's his name again? The old, yeah, that old guy. ball guy. What's his name? Ah. They are... I assume they wouldn't come here unless it was cleared. So I, I've just—he's just a stooge for for for, <laughs> for anybody, Obama. for anybody, <laughs> anyone who yeah. will pay him. I appreciate the gentleman's comments, yeah. Ambassador. It's your statement that these either are 
now declassified or you are declassifying them at this hearing. Is that correct? This in, uh, in other words, is this, clear, is this cleared uh, through your channels to be given here today? This, this information is available, sir, for public dissemination. Yes, sir. Okay. You can Google us. The, gen the gentleman... You can Google You can Google, you can Google this. Uh, point of order, although noted... Uh, but but Schaefer is pissed, and, and I, I think I know why, but let's just listen to his final okay, statement. Okay, what committee is this again? Oh, is this the is this Homeland Security? No, um... Hmm, I can look Subcommittee up. on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security. Chavis uh, is on that. He's on five or six. He's on the Committee of the Budget, the Judiciary Subcommittee yeah. on Crime, Terrorism, Subcommittee on Intellectual Property, Federal Workers, National Security, Homeland Defense, and Foreign Operations, where he's chairman. He's not chairman of this one. No, I, no ISA is uh Yeah, so chairman. this has got to be Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security, I'm guessing. I have it here in the, uh, in the show notes. You just give me a second. It's... Uh... Because uh, I have to look at it on C-SPAN. Well, let, let's listen to Chaffetz, and I'll, I'll look it up, and I'll tell you exactly what committee this is. It is the prerogative of the executive branch to uh, determine what is not classified. Uh, the one thing I would note, my, my ABLE staff has compared last night's press conference and the opening statement of Ms. Lamb, and it appears as though her opening statement should have been given to us last night, yeah, since a it was obviously here. the one given to the press. Uh, We'll, uh, Mr. Chairman, we'll reset. Here it comes. Yes, the gentleman will Can say Can I make his one point. more comment? I was told specifically while I was in Libya, I could not and should not ever talk about what you're showing here today. So I think, first of all, it's the uh, House, oh, com I get it. House, it. House Committee of Oversight and Government Reform. That's what it was. So what, so what, what do you think when you hear him say that? Hold on a second. Let me just looking at the. Uh... Who's on it? committee member. Yeah, this is it, because ICE is the chairman of that. Yeah. And the guy you're talking about is either Elijah Cummings, the Maryland yes, idiot. Yes, Elijah Cummings, yes, the Maryland <laughs> the idiot. Guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, irked and bringing, uh, just my theory, now you can tell me what you think, mm -hmm. because I'm sure you probably you, you picked it for a reason. But I'm guessing that Chavis was reprimanded for discussing or having anything to do with one of these something similar, a photo or something where he was discussing something with someone in the State Department and then they jumped all over him and said, you can never talk about that ever and for the rest of your life even mention that we have a building here or something like that. And all he's doing now is making a big fuss to draw attention to the fact that these guys are, are a-holes. That would be my off-the-cuff guess. So I um, listening to there's, – there's more of what he says later on, which I, I didn't clip, which isn't all that interesting – um, no, he was in Libya, and he was told specifically, first rule about this is you can never, ever talk about this, because it's the weapons depot, John. Oh, right. Well, it's yeah, the we, weapons we've discussed depot. this on the show. Yes, it's the C that's why In fact, that's why they went there, is to get some yes, of the weapons, to recover exactly. some of the weapons. It's the big, it's, this was blowing CIA's cover on uh, a weapons depot, which is the whole reason why this thing has been covered up, because these are the weapons, as far as I'm concerned, these are the weapons... That we put in there uh, to help the so-called uh, Libya free so weapons library. You can check out weapons, but you got to check them back in. Yeah, you got to exactly. But the reason why is because they need to be checked over to Syria. You see, because they got people over there who want to borrow them, and and this is this is literally just a Fast and Furious two. What is going on? Just on a, you know, with with bigger bigger guns. Yeah. So. Um, if something funny happens at the, you know how I love watching the uh, uh, the White House and the um, and the um, sec the State Department uh, press conferences. So Jake Tapper, 
who I th- he's for, he's with ABC, isn't he? Jake Tapper. Uh, I believe he might be. Yeah, he's he's off the reservation. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty funny. Did, you well, saw this? About something. He was like, maybe I don't know. All right, so here's he's uh, now. Let's see what, let yeah. me just make sure what network he's with. Yeah, right. ABC News, Washington correspondent. So here he is uh, nailing Spokeshole Carney about this whole uh, uh, kerfuffle. President Obama, shortly after the attack, uh, told uh, 60 Minutes that regarding Mitt Romney's response to the uh, attacks, uh, specifically in Egypt, the president said that Romney has a tendency to shoot first and aim later. Given the fact that so much was made out of the video uh, that apparently had absolutely nothing to do with the attack on Benghazi, Mm -hmm. that there wasn't even a protest, outside the Benghazi post. Didn't President Obama shoot first and aim later? So, so this is a very good point. This is a, <laughs> great, a great question. It's a yes. great point, and this is the definition of a great question. Now, listen to Carney. You can hear it. It's very interesting. You don't even have to see the video to hear what's going on. He, he's going to try and get in there, and then he, he's, all of a sudden he has to read the legal statement from his pad which he then reads very quickly. It's it's almost like a disclaimer on uh, on a drug ad or a car ad, ad actually. Uh, first of all, Jake, I think your assessment about what we know now uh, is not complete. But I would simply say of that the... I'm, I'm just going by what the State Department said yesterday. There is no question that in the region, including in Cairo, there were demonstrations uh, <laughs> reacting to uh, the... Here it comes. Uh, ...release uh, of that uh, video. Uh, uh, and I will leave it to... Uh, those who are testifying on the Hill to talk about as they are. I said yesterday, no, there was no protest. That That's not what you said, though. You, there, there, I'm talking about in Benghazi. Right. I'm not, I'm not disputing that there was a protest, but what we said at the time is our intelligence community assessed that the attack began spontaneously following <laughs> protests earlier that day at our embassy in Cairo. Okay? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's the line. You got to read it exactly like that. Otherwise, you could get into trouble uh, with the law. <laughs> and then the best, and I think, you know, so CNN, there's there's something going on with CNN and all of this because, you know, they claim to have found a notebook belonging, we, we talked about this, belonging to uh, the ambassador, which, you know, th- this was only discussed briefly. There were a couple of pages in it, and in this notebook, apparently, the uh, ambassador Stevens had written, hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm on the hit list, uh, you know, we uh, we need more security, uh, they're out to get me. That's a. I'm paraphrasing because we don't really, we've never really seen it. Uh, CNN only claims to have it and that they wanted to give it back to Stevens's family. Um, so they are now in, in. There's something going on between CNN and the administration because last night, and I just caught this on the on the off chance on a repeat of Anderson Pooper's program, he had on the mother of the vile rat. Remember the guy who was uh, in the uh, in the. In the Eve um, chat room of the uh, the the game, he was playing the game when uh, when they came. Right, the guy was playing the game when the when all hell broke loose. Yeah, and his name is Vile Rat, and she is it's a game name, of course. Well, yes, and she is pissed, and she and what she said about our administration individually about the members to me was mind boggling, and I still don't know. In fact, today I just heard something more that. That he died of smoke inhalation. So you don't even know the cause of death? I don't even know if that's true or not. No, I don't. 
I don't know where. I, I, I look at TV and I see bloody handprints on walls, thinking, my God, is that my son's? I don't know if he was shot. I don't know. I don't know. They haven't told me anything. They're still studying it. And the things that they are telling me are just outright lies. That Susan Rice, what she talked to me personally, and she said, she says this is the way it was. It was, it, it, it was because of this film that came out. So she she told you personally that she thought it was a result of that video, of the protest. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, all of them did. All of them did. Leon Panetta actually took my face in his hands like this and he says trust me i will tell you what happened <laughs> and so far he's told me nothing nothing at all and i want to know it's important for you to know all it's the details no matter how how hard yes. no matter how tough they are to hear exactly i told him if it's such a secret thing fine take me in another room whisper in my ear what happened so that i know and we'll go from there. But no, no, they, they don't, they, you know, they, they treat me like, at, at first I was so proud because they were treating me so nice when I went to that reception. They all came up to me and talked to me and everything. I cried on Obama's shoulder. And he, then he kind of looked off into the distance. So that, that was worthless to me. <laughs> I'm like, wow! Oh, wow. Clip of the day. Hit oh, it. Thank Come you. On. Thank you. Thank you. How kind of you. Clip of the day. And I got to give props to Anderson Pooper for pulling that out of her. Wow. <laughs> and that is that makes Anderson Pooper worth watching once in a while. <laughs> exactly. okay? But you're right. This is something they would normally never play. Wow. And so I there's don't... something's up between CNN and the administration. They obviously got cut out of some meeting. I have. N yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's a huge row. I know there's a row going on, but for them to stay on it like this is so uncharacteristic of CNN. But just the image of Leon Panetta taking this poor woman's face in his hands and going, trust me. Like, wow. <laughs> and her crying on Obama saying him rolling his <laughs> eyes, <laughs> basically. How, how evil, how evil are these people? Right. Yeah, so they, uh, anyway. They I'm, are what they are. I'm very happy that we can... Uh, we can bring this all together for you here on the, the best podcast in the universe. Uh, we are just citizens like you, uh, except uh, twice a week. Uh, we got to bed and we assassinate the media. Well, that was good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, well, there's uh, we we know the whole thing is a scam of some sort. Yeah, everybody's going to tell. It. I mean, it would be. Just, I don't know why they just can't say what happened. And uh, well, <laughs> I think I think it would look kind of bad if it turned out that you know we were moving weapons uh, and it is for our proxy war with Russia, which is now being fought uh, in well, Syria. I guess that's not good. Yeah, and and, and you know we're we're having. But you think they come up with a better cover story? Well, no, but they it was a screw up. But look, you and I both know this now that it was a screw up. They weren't they weren't prepared. In fact, yeah, no, I realize that, but I'm saying after the screw up. Well, I want to know who came up with the dumb story. I still think it's Carney. I think he... Oh, the idiotic story about the movie? About the movie. He's the kind of guy... Well, he seems to be the guy who's defending it the most. Exactly. Exactly. And he would be as a media guy. Mm-hmm. From, from, I guess, an editor, an ex-editor of Time Magazine. Yeah. 
and which just t- tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> and uh, he uh, would he, he I could see him dreaming something like this up in no, 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 no. Here's what I see. I see he's got he's he's had he's had this on the back burner for a while. He's you know he's like well the movie's been around for what, exactly. over a year I think no, right. He, he, it's you, like, well, we you already documented. I, I actually would like to take that documentation and turn it into a clip show. You documented that movie's change of names and all the bullcrap that went through it because it's obviously a, a phony movie promoted by one of the agencies, the intelligence agencies. Yeah, the, and you you. The movie was the name was changed. The show, on, you went through all the documentation, right? And they finally came up with this one, and they re, rejiggered the phony baloney overdubbing. Yeah, and and so they had it. Yeah, it was in abeyance. It was sitting there waiting to yeah. be used when, and, when needed. And he's the kind of guy. He's like a boy scout, you know, like I'm prepared. And then he's like, "Oh, oh, I got some boss. I got some boss." And and and, and the reason why Hillary yeah, he's like a puppy dog. Yeah. And Hillary's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they used that. What an a-hole. Oh no." So she's really angry that they used that of all the things. They had to use that one. Cuz you know, Huma's at home going like, "Oh no, he didn't. Oh no, he didn't blame it on the Muslims." That's what's going on there. I think there's an, that element is a possibility. Okay, let's thank our producers for this very special show, John. And I need to keep my eye on the clock because at uh, a 1, uh, 15, and 16 seconds, it will it's be... your time, I guess, because not my time. No, my if time. Just, if we're doing the show at one fifteen and no. 16 seconds... I'm rethinking my life. No. No, it'll actually be one. It'll be one fourteen and fifteen seconds. So it'll be ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. It'll be very, very cool. Yeah, sixteen is sixteen one thousands. You could do. You know, you know that even on this home connection, I think we're we're doing simplex on Skype. It's it it is now. It is confirmed. Well, I'm not hearing you break off when I like. I'm talking now. Now say something. Can you hear me talk about? Do you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, so oh, then you're just being rude. No, no, I, I, I can't. I, yeah, that's it. And you can go join the chat room. Thank you very much. Rick Bressler, we do want to thank. He's our instantite for today's show, 451. And um, on 10, 11, 12, is retired in $1,000. He came in from Washington, direct deposit to the, to the bank oh, account. Oh, really? Wow. People talk a big game about that, but very few people actually, actually do it when do they it. see the chart. Yeah. It costs like 25 bucks or something to do it. I'm retired in on a, which is actually cheaper than what PayPal charges for uh, instant Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's uh, $30 PayPal, isn't it? I think it's closer to 60 Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a chip. So it's, it's, I would recommend just mailing checks. We have the check post office box 339 or... Uh, there's a point where it's cheaper. You, I mean, you can't do a direct deposit through to the bank account if because it, it's going to cost you twenty five bucks. I believe that's the fee. Uh, so you wouldn't do that with a twenty five dollar donation. Obviously, I'm retired and on a fixed income. Says Rick. Given the way the economy is going, it's apparent that my best shot at obtaining hookers and blow is a no agenda knighthood. <laughs> they may be a bit skanky, but you can get them here. What a bargain! <laughs> I, well, we do have the, one of our one of the working girls out of Atlanta uh, who's not skanky. We do. What a bargain. I know money is tight everywhere, but as I found out when trying to find the resources for this donation, you can easily create some slack in the budget by developing a taste for pet food. <laughs> Get used to it, he says. <laughs> this is the no agenda 
uh, cat food layaway program? Is that what this is? <laughs> One suggestion, though, stay away from the higher-end cat foods as they often cost more than some brands of human-rated food. <laughs> now, they're, they're not ex- move aside for a second. Do you remember? You probably weren't old enough, but this in the seventies. No, my parents used to talk about this all the time. I remember my mom would say, "If this is what you're talking about," my mom yeah. would say, oh, "You know, doing the, she would have an argument with my dad, right?" And I could just remember this as a child. She's like, "Well, we're gonna wind up eating cat food." <laughs> I think actually it was dog food. I think she said dog food, not cat food. It tends but. to be dog food, and this was a popular thing that became a, a meme in the in the seventies. And they were all the sudden they show old people with a can of can, <laughs> can, one of these dog food cans and eating you know straight from it like it was Chinese food. It, well, have you ever tasted it? Some of it's quite tasty. I've tasted it. Uh, well, some of it might be. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to mention, which I thought was, and I wish I could get a hold of this writer because I thought this was it, the Daily Cal once had a, a female writer who who went and did a taste test uh-huh. of all the dog foods. Sure. And she did a rate rating. It was like it was like you know like uh, PC Magazine looking at all the printers. So she had all these dog foods that she ate, and the cat foods and kibble, kibble and bits. And so she went through the whole thing and t- said which is the best ones and all the rest. I just thought that was very creative. I, anyway, I, I have uh, I have cooked uh, dog food before. I've tried it, and, and I can't remember what the reason was, uh, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Kids love it. One suggestion, though, stay away from the higher-end cat foods as they often cost more than some brands of human-rated food. Mm-hmm. In the past, I would – by the way, horse meat's also quite good. You can yep. get that. Yep. In the past, I would – and you just buy it from a you know horse meat provider. In the past, I would – in fact, in France, they eat it all the time. In the past, I would often fast-forward over some of the Adam's more esoteric theories but have since concluded that the entertainment value – usually outweighs the absurdity and no longer use my skip button. Oh, okay. Seriously, though, keep up the good work. Disconnected my TV about the time of the first Gulf War and stopped listening to the radio more than five years ago. When, when did the golfing war start? I like the Gulf yeah, War. Yeah, the Gulf War. Yeah. It's a, uh, great to have a good source of relevant information and news that isn't tainted by the establishment or advertisers. Yes. Uh, you need to find an alternative to PayPal. Those assholes have been refusing all of my credit cards. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah. Anyway, so, okay. Well, that's so, awesome. That, that is great. It's great to have an instant on, on a day like this. Uh, it's fantastic. Very, very happy. Very, very and happy. And Greg Filer from Lauderdale, Minnesota, decided to donate 8, 8, 8 11, 12 to take him to the uh, 10, 11, 12 amount. Oh. And he will become our 10, 11, 12 night. And he needs a best podcast karma. The best podcast in the universe. You've got karma. Happy to oblige. Another night today will be Darren Phillips from Flagstaff Hill, South Australia, 696969669. Or no, 696969669. I don't know. It's 696969. Awesome. Uh, great show. Truly the best podcast in the universe. The donation should be taking me over the edge to the drunken debauchery of knighthood. Compelled to donate since John channeled Will Farrell from Anchorman <laughs> to tell the chat room to go, well, you know what he said. Hey, wait a minute. We got this donation because of that? Yeah. You need to do more of it, my friend. This is We, we have forgotten that we need to tell our, our audience to go stuff it. <laughs> Can I get a... Douchebag for my friend, uh, Andrew Marazak. Douchebag. He refuses to believe you can actually read these things out. 
<laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know. I see. He refuses to believe you actually read these things out, meaning the douchebag. Oh, yeah. Out. Well, hold on a second. Hey, dude. Douchebag. Double douchebag. Double douchebag double douche for that. Yeah. Also, because he still gets his news from the CIA mouthpiece known as Al Jazeera. That's MI6, uh, MI6 by the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that straight. It's close enough. Close enough. Yeah, they, you know, they, they do talk. Yeah. Lastly, uh, can I get an Atlas shrugged followed by two to the head, then that little girl shouting, yay, with a karma shot. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's a big, it's a tall order. So it's a, uh, Atlas shrugged, little girl, sh- two to the head, yay, karma. Oh, my goodness. Atlas shrugged. By Ayn Rand. Yay! <laughs> Where's the two to the head? I couldn't do it. <laughs> Missed the two to the head. <laughs> You've got karma. We 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 agreed we would limit it to three sound effects. Could yeah, I just try to keep it down to three? I don't have enough hands. Yeah. Okay, now we've got uh, a little more complicated situation here with uh, Stephen Drew from Newburgh, West Virginia. Hey, four five one. He's the exclu- the only member. He of the is the member of the four five one club. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to use my my NASCAR voice. Do I have a NASCAR voice? Does want to talk like this? Um, does this NASCAR to you? Yeah, but you have to be. It has to be a little more uh, a little more. Uh, you well, know. NASCAR guys have a twangier voice that I can't quite copy. Yeah, but yeah, but you have to. But it has to be announcery. You mean talking like talking with a southern accent, talking with a southern accent with an announcer's voice? Yeah, there you go. That you nailed it. There you go. Perfect. Hi, Jim from Newburgh, West Virginia. Just a couple of years over from Motown, WV. Although known after the win against Texas, more correctly known as Gitmo Nation, burning couch. Good, good. Keep going. Special IDM SS to my neighbor Motown producers, no longer cubicle slaves. This admin now part of the No Agenda Wheels on the Road, still part of the tweeters whom Adam ignores at messages. Though, so I got that going for me. Point of interest, I learned from the old gig how big pharma uses plastic for bonding agents and certain drugs would pass harmlessly through the digestive system. If that doesn't make you smell a load of crap, not much will. Anyway, I'm now transferring some money from my retirement IRA to a better value for value of investment. I say transfer. Why? Because taking it out of the phony baloney stock market scheme and putting it into the no agenda where everybody benefits is damn sound money, right? The SUNY morning sickness cue story in Stroh 450 was the funniest moment in podcasting history and was nearly the end of me, and we came close, very, not very, that is, to discovering an 18-wheeler scattered amongst the trees. Please be careful listening to the show. Keep up the great work. There's a better or greater podcast in the multiverse I want to know and add is RSS feed. Keep, give me a D-douche and Huntsman clean Japanese shut-up slave karma ITM thing, whatever you call it, as a peace offering for the Senakuku. Island mess. <laughs> very okay. good, John. Very, very, very good. <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got karma. That was really good. Like it? I loved it. I mean, you, I you do some voiceover work. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I know In a great, Alabama, maybe. I know a great agent. <laughs> Can get, get yeah, all kinds of auditions. Scripts. Yeah. I can read a few. Yeah. Joseph, and finally, we got one ex- associate executive producer, Joseph Frost in Wooddale, Illinois. $200. Love karma would be appreciated from this lonely slave. Hopefully, better than the job karma I begged for in the past. Huh. Oh, well. Yeah, we got some love karma coming up for you. No problemo. You've got karma. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. Are- 
Uh, so executive good. producer, associate executive producer for show 451. I want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA. We do need some help for the Sunday show. Yes. Uh, Channeldvorak.com slash NA, noagendashow.com, and noagendanation.com. And there's a donate button there on both those sites. And uh, thanks to Martin JJ for the uh, album art on the previous episode of No Agenda. Uh, I have to say, he's, been, he's really, he's been just knocking it he's out of the park. He's been kicking it out of the park. You know, it's like, but he, he almost has no competition. Uh, well... So, well, that's not entirely true. We actually we had a lot of art on, on last week. It's so hard to choose, but that's why we always incur. And I always have it in every single uh, show notes. I put a link to all the art so you can see, so people can go and enjoy it. Uh, go ahead, print it out. It makes great T-shirts, uh, coasters, coasters. Yeah, coasters be really good for that. And uh, and we but uh, we appreciate all the work you do. And uh, you know, I I think one of these days we just might. It's very expensive to do, but we can get that uh, that Memjet guys, whoever, to to print us up the whole stack. Wouldn't it be great if you just had the whole set and you sold it in a nice box, a collector's item of all the yeah, all the no what agenda? Yeah, does with business cards. Hmm. And I want to thank Dave Koss. No. I want to thank Dave Koss for a special uh, a special promotion that he's put on today. Um. You remember Dave is uh, our uh, knight, uh, black knight in uh, Dallas. Who we, uh, he was our first stop on the 2009 uh, No Agenda Hot Pockets tour. Hot Pockets. And you'll recall that I left a pair of my HEMA underwear uh, at, his, uh, yeah. at his house. Very suspicious. Yes. So if you go to underwear.curry.com, and I encourage you to do this uh, now, John, so you can uh, be the first one uh, to have a look. Underwear.curry.com. You will see that this is now a, an eBay promotion. Are you there? I'm, I'm trying. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yep. You wear those? Yeah, uh, they're HEMAs. White? Yeah. As Fred Astaire said, you should only wear black underwear. <laughs> I have black, too, but these were my white ones. And as you can see, uh, bidding starts at... We have zero bids. <laughs> well, we should. Uh, but oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this show has hit a new low. However, if you can buy it now for one thousand uh, dollars, and that will make buy you it now. That will, that will, it, underwear. If you buy it now, underwear will come in a plastic bag sealed with a genuine No Agenda Black Knight ring you wax to, you seal. You can't start bidding at a hundred. All the only things that ever work are, are no. Uh, Reserves, no, uh, you start at zero and let somebody be, you know, they get it because otherwise you can't prime the pump. I like the fact that it's in the, that it's a celebrity auction under collectibles and historical memorabilia. (laughs) 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 Historical memorabilia. (laughs) Hey, it goes to the show. Uh, It it goes to the show. So uh, hopefully uh, uh, you'll uh, you'll like this. uh, Yeah, and it's. What? Somebody smart, they'll buy them and send them right back to you. <laughs> I said, somebody smart, they'll send them right back to yeah, you. Exactly. All right. Well, anyway. well, hold on, hold on. Let me just uh, remind. Right, so that you. concludes our. Uh, yes, that that concludes <laughs> concludes our our broadcast day. Dvorak.org. And of course, we would appreciate it if you can always do the most important thing that we need is to go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. That's right, citizens. <laughs> I was looking at the members. 
of this uh, committee that you were you yeah. took the clip from. Yeah. I mean, this is the worst what committee there is for the. I mean, the Democrat. This has got Kucinich, who's always. You know, John, I'm gonna, making let's, trouble. Let's he's got that idiot. Let's, let's reconnect for a second. Okay. You keep cutting out. And it's just. It's just not. Yeah, you're breaking. Yeah, up. All right. All right. Okay. Hit it. All right. Hit it. <laughs> you hit it. I right, hit it. How come I can't hang up on you? There we go. All right. Is he calling me back or should I call him back? Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's not your router. Uh, that seems unlikely because it's mm. always. Uh, okay. How do I sound now? Worse? No, yeah, no, nah, a little worse, but it'll it'll pick up. So anyway, it's got Elijah Cummings, that idiot. Oh, the, the, with the egghead. Yeah, and Eleanor Holmes Norton. Oh, my buddy. Yeah, uh, the blowhard. Yes. Egghead yeah, and, egg and blowhard. It's egghead and blowhard in the morning, everybody. Anyway, onward. What uh, else we got? Well, we, there's there's tons of stuff. Um, well, I, let me get a couple things out of the way. Oh, surprise. sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. I've been dominating. You're right. You're so submissive uh, today. Let's see here. Well, you had the clip of the day already. I'm doomed. <laughs> You're not doomed. Nothing, I got nothing here that can talk. Yeah, well, you you have a low chance. I mean, you only got 10 clips. That's, you know, your ratio is off. I'm trying man. to get, to the, you know, the, the ideal number of clips is six. No, it's not. Yeah, because when I have more than 10, it's always, uh, well, dude, what's a clip on CNN? Where is it? I don't see it. Oh, oh no, it's, please. It's CNN. CNN. No, no, it's, how, about, how about if you could spell a... <laughs> Come on, I mean, you you know this is not fair. Okay, I got a gaff. Okay, right. well, they're, 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 here this says PNS. Now I see what you mean. It should be PBS. <laughs> see, this is my point. Great, yeah, well, I'm just typing away from a great distance. PNS clip. Okay, okay, wait, wait. But I'm going to say this is the announcement for the the. Uh, now I want you to see if you got to catch the gaff. Okay, this is the announcement in Sweden for the uh, for the Americans who won the Nobel Prize for I think chemistry. The no- Bell Assembly at Karolinska Institute has today decided to award the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine 2012 jointly to John B. Gurdon and Shinya Yamanaka. The two scientists are from two different generations and celebrated today's denouncement half a world apart. Did he say denouncement? Exactly. Wow. Now, I played it over and over again with other people listening, and he says denouncement. denouncement. Which is like, now give us the definition of denouncement. That means, you know, you denounce somebody. You tell them that they're, they're no good and they should be banned from the community. <laughs> I denounce you. That's funny. <laughs> That's said, funny. And denouncement doesn't sound anything like announcement. No. He said denouncement. Let me roll it back. Let's just make sure so people can listen to that themselves and make sure. ...are from two different generations and celebrated today's denouncement half a world apart. <laughs> denouncement. Not even close. If it, you know, th- these guys are just reading, John, you know, and sometimes they make some mistakes. Some joker, some, some intern. Just make mistakes. Put it know? on the prompter. Yeah. Hey, watch this. <laughs> no, I think they just did it because they didn't know the difference between denouncement. And what happened? There was a denouncement... Okay. <laughs> Put it on here, denouncement. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, remember I uh, I when when I was in DC, um, I. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm reading something weird. Um, I I noticed the Homeland Security police truck. And I was questioning what that was. Yeah, it, they're all over the place. There's a bunch of them around here. Yeah. Okay. But you know what that is. Because uh, someone uh, snapped a shot of one of them here in Austin, 
And it is actually the Federal Protective Service. Uh, That is what these uh, cars are. And they are a component of, of course, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Their job is to protect federal property and federal buildings. But they have all these really expanded um, uh, powers. So if they see you committing a crime, they can immediately arrest you without a warrant. And, you know, yeah. and But essentially, these guys, they're not police officers. They're just hired uh, through private, uh, private companies. And then they're given a badge and they and they get a you know they get to put police on their car and they act and they're always like with their siren. Yeah, cuz yeah, they love it. Hey man, I, let's get some coffee. You bet. Woo! <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Rocking baby. And we have a bunch there's 9,000 of, of them. There's 9,000 of them. Yeah, most of them law or not most of them, but a lot of them are up in Washington state along the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of Border Patrol, DHS Border Patrol, and they're up there doing, they're jumping in, they get, they stay on the police bands, and they jumping in and say, "You yeah. guys need any backup?" Yeah, exactly, because they got nothing better to do. They're sitting there, you know, like protecting a building. Like, how boring is that? And then, like, hey, man, you see, exactly, it's like uh, we've got a cat up a tree uh, over there on uh, Burnet Road. All right, guys, we're on our way. Homeland Security, how can I help, ma'am? Get out of the way, slave! Citizen, back up! Ah, they're, they're out of their mind, but they do have a lot of powers. Yeah, they is... do, and they were, one of the problems they were having, this ended about a year ago, luckily nobody was killed, but, the, <laughs> but these guys were like up in the Pacific Northwest, and they were, whenever they went to any meetings, they would turn on lights and siren and then go 80, 90 miles an hour on the roads that yeah. are for 55. To the and meeting. They're, they're, very... <laughs> they're going to the meeting. Yeah, they're just ri- rushing around for no apparent reason and, and passing people up. My uh, Mimi says she almost got killed a couple of times, and they started. I remember the that. Yeah, I remember that. Bitch and yeah. moan. They talked to the highway patrol of Washington State. They said, we can't do anything because they have this, you know, they can do whatever they want. We can't really do anything. And they started moaning and groaning so much that they had to go to, to Washington and talk to the supervisors, I guess, or somebody and they finally sent a memo out and told these guys to stop driving around like maniacs i remember we talked about this on the show years ago this is this is how how my brain works i actually remember that so here here is their services um there i'm reading from the the book of knowledge they are to provide a visible uniform presence in major federal buildings they respond to criminal incidents and other emergencies they install and monitor security devices and systems they investigate criminal incidents they can conduct physical security surveys coordinate a comprehensive program for occupants emergency plans prevent formal crime uh, prevention and security awareness programs enforce traffic laws on federal property only mind you provide police emergency and special security services during national special security events whatever those are natural disasters such as earthquakes hurricanes and major civil disturbances as well as during man-made disasters such as bomb explosions and riots so i'm afraid of these guys they are john wayne gung-ho crazies yeah, and they got the, some of the best gear. Oh, they've got awesome gear straight from Janet. Yeah, they get know. the big budget. They get the big gear. It makes everybody else look sick. Although they did the, apparently the DHS has also been bribing all these small communities. They must have done that with Albany because now we have 
for some reason, out of the blue, we have from having maybe five, which is one square mile town, from having five police cars or six right. to having like 12 outfitted beauties with huge battering rams in the front, all black, big giant beams thing. I'm mean, just a little town. It looks like the SWAT team. Anyway, it's terrible. Indeed it is. Uh, completely underreported. Really, really, really underreported. But this is a, a massive shut-up slave moment. The U.S. Supreme Court uh, determined, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, uh, that indeed all, all of the telecommunications companies who were performing uh, warrantless eavesdropping on United States citizens, uh, they can maintain their immunity and uh, no harm, no foul, nothing to see here. Uh, it's okay. You guys did good. You did good by uh, by spying on, illegally spying on United States citizens. Good job. Good job. And the Supreme Court okayed this. Yeah. The Supreme Court. So I, so I think that this is just a, they, they needed to have this win, I guess, for the cybersecurity law, which is coming up. Uh, so that, you know, because, of course, they're already spying on, on, on our email and everything. This is nothing new. So that they can, you know, now everyone can, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just do the executive order. It's already been cleared. We already have the jurisprudence. If anyone comes yammering about it before we have the bill passed where you're uh, indemnified from lawsuits, we can just say, here we go. We did the same with with wiretapping. So you're good to go. That's the way I see it. That's why they needed to. Uh, to get this through the Supreme Court. I don't have the exact vote or who voted yay or nay, but... I thought it was just that the Supreme Court said, we don't want to hear this, so you guys are good to go already. Uh, I don't know that was actually presented. Um, I don't know either. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, there's so little reporting on it. How can you even find out what actually happened other than, here you go. Uh, but no one... Yeah, me no doesn't one, care. No one, no one, no one is reporting on that. No one. Oh, and, and good news, good, good news. Um, so we had um, Mark uh, Void Zero along with uh, DJ Dave Jones and uh, all of our cast of thousands uh, jump in, and they figured out a way uh, to at least get um, the, uh, the, the downloads, the shows to people uninterrupted. So if you're listening to this, it worked, uh, despite this huge unreported apple uh snafu this is going to be so funny that that you know uh you thought mapgate was bad <laughs> there are people who are coming up with thousands thousands of dollars of overages on their data plans because they took their spiffy iphone 5 or they upgraded to ios 6 and went to europe on business or on vacation people <laughs> in australia are freaking out i called my daughter i said do not do not do not upgrade to ios 6 she's like no no, no what's up what's up then tell your friends immediately these kids can't afford that there is something wrong with iOS 6 and the iPhone 5 that any application, if you have the podcast app on it, then it's it's the worst. But any application that has to download a file is just running out of control and it's just downloading these files over and over and over again. And it, and you know, I, I listened to, to Twit on Sunday. Like, There's no reporting. No one is reporting on this. No one. CNET's not reporting on it. The New York Times. No one. No one's reporting on this. And it's on their forum. You know, because it's a holy apple. Ooh, ooh, so awesome. Blow me with your iPhone. We're there you paying, have it. We're, we're paying for it, too, by the way. 
Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, it's obvious a, a lot of people are missing some shows now. Yeah, not only are people missing shows, but how about the bandwidth? You know, when there are people, you know, one show they they wind up loading, uh, downloading ten gigabytes of data. This is not a joke, John. This is like really, really bad. Ah, well. Anyway, this this is well. It the, should get resolved. Oh, but it's okay for us, and I think we're going to be okay now. But it's just interesting how the press is just all about. You know, Apple just can't do anything wrong. I guess, you know, Steve's not dead long enough yet to do that. We have to wait a little longer. What, what do you think the appropriate time is so we can start? The way they're going, I'd say 10 years. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Although if uh, if they keep screwing up, which apparently uh, may be the new theme, I mm-hmm. think as, as you start to see some nastiness over this mapping deal show up. But that's just minor. I mean, the map thing is not, and this may be related. I don't know. But they've got a they've got something very very broken, and uh, and it's costing people real money. And they're they're just now starting to find out now that you know they're getting text messages from their um, you know from their uh, carrier saying okay you you've already sucked up all your data, and now every gigabyte costs ten bucks. <laughs> people are taking their brand new lovely iPhone and they have to turn data off as they go outside. How awesome is that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that iOS six apparently is a disaster. Oh yeah. Well, yes. Well, you know, all upgrades are tough. All software somebody, sucks. Somebody sent us a note saying they was having some trouble with their Android downloads. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we were getting so killed with that. Uh, we now have, I think, uh, like a twenty terabyte line or some crazy pipe like that. The problem is we were getting swamped, and so then you know, then other people's stuff would break. Now we've got. Round robin DNS and I don't know all kinds of our guys are good. We've got a great community working hard on it, so it should be okay. If not, oh, we'll keep working. We do we okay. Just, just well, a little, little. Uh, but I think we have lost uh, some listeners. I, I'm sure we lost some listeners for sure. Hey, and uh, the uh, you you probably heard if you're not in the United Kingdom of Gitmo Nation Easts. Then you probably heard about it on the show here first about Jimmy Savile, the Jim will fix it guy. This is now it's now everyone's coming out of the woodwork in uh, in the UK about this pedo bear. And it's very interesting to watch and very interesting to hear all these uh, all these different clips. And uh, well, it's gotten so bad uh, they removed his headstone from the graveyard. <laughs> Listen to this. Yesterday afternoon, uh, the family contacted me and um, said that they'd thought carefully about uh, the course of action with respect to the stone and that uh, they'd decided, uh, in order to protect the sanctity and the dignity of this cemetery, they felt it was appropriate to remove the stone. <laughs> Literally. And by the way, he was buried in cement at a 45-degree angle looking towards the mercy or something as per his wishes. Guy was a total maniac. And you, and you can just see, you can just see he's a fiddler. Uh, and this is a, a bit from his um, autobiography. That And this stuff is just being played on the radio now. I mean, now, now the UK is really like, you know, they love a good story like this. 
that here is uh, here is basically saying, you know, hey, you know, it's basically not just me; it was the entire police force. Cases. Okay. Well, in terms of that environment, I mean, which is what, in one sense, Mark Williams Thomas talks about. Not only those who were around him in the various in the places he worked, but also, for example, the police. I mean, he makes mention in his own autobiography of a there's a rather strange encounter which involves a a girl who's run away from her, run run away from. Um, uh, 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 from a remand home and he doesn't bring her back to the police till the following morning and he says in his autobiography uh, the officeress, the policewoman was dissuaded from bringing charges against me by her colleagues for it was well known that were I to go I would probably take half the station with me <laughs> you have to understand that I've been talking about this for years you got a radio station burned down because of your <laughs> chit chat about this now here is um here he is on, a, on an interview in the, I think this is late 70s, where the allegations, you know, this is one of these non-denial denials. Uh, the allegations were already out there. This is, this is what, what drives me nuts is that, you know, th- these stories go on forever and people, no, that's impossible. That can't be. You know, it would be a conspiracy so large. Someone would have had to talk about it. It can't be the whole police force. No, it's not possible. No, no, no. The guy just, just here's what, what? No. no go I ahead. was just going to say the funny thing about that, that notion is that here the guy is talking about it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's like you have a say you have some horrible thing that takes place. And I, I would put World Trade Center 7 right at the top of the list of this. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, if that was if that was a conspiracy the way you describe it, they couldn't keep it a secret. Uh, somebody would talk about it. Somebody is, is talking, talking about, about it. it. They're talking about it constantly. <laughs> yeah, but there's somebody's don't count, you see. This is like the Muslims. They say, oh, the Muslim, middle-class Muslims who, who aren't radicals, that they should speak up. They, they do speak up. <laughs> but it's only on a podcast, you see. It doesn't count. It doesn't count if it's on a podcast. There have been some, lots of stories about you over the years and some nasty rumors as well. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> Good He's like, what? What? Oh, nasty rumors? What are you talking about? I never heard any of them. <laughs> um, and Louis. And listen, she's <laughs> just nasty rumors. <laughs> the Rose documentary I know dealt with with some of them and these claims of abuse. How how did you react to what, me when this? Claim, what claims of abuse? Claims of um, abuse with you and young children. Oh, never heard of it in my life. Never oh, heard of it. oh, never heard of it in my life. In my life, John. John, have you ever heard of it in your life? <laughs> never, 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 sh- never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never. 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 never heard of it in my life. Well, it was mentioned in that documentary. No, it wasn't at all. No, it wasn't in the documentary. It's like the Monty Python character. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. When you get a documentary like that, what they do is they keep prodding you. And what they hope is that you will fall out with them. And then they think that makes good television. But it doesn't, you see. Because when, for instance, I did Louis, Louis' problem was we finish up as good friends and he comes and stays with me. Mm. But when you're working for a living, you're forever prodding, prodding, prodding. Because a lot of people, uh, they're called shock jocks. Oh, it's the shock jocks, John. Clearly we're the shock jocks. Uh, And they try and shock people into... um, either losing the temper or this, that, and this. He didn't get up <laughs> early enough to do that with me, and the only person that came unstuck on that was poor old Louis. But, but had you heard the, had you heard rumours and uh, allegations no, or anything like that, then? I have a life like Jim and fix it. We don't listen to things like that. And, and there was no way you were going to respond to any no, of it, then? What's the point of responding to something if it's not true? You don't do it. 
So what's interesting is if you look at all these stories now in the UK, they're trying to spin it because, you know, we have a new uh, director general at the BBC. And this is his first his first thing. The guy's just in the job. It's like, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, by the way, uh, the entire elite uh, in media and politics are uh, abusing children and they are picking them up at children's hospitals. Now, there are kids or grownups now who were abused. Savile literally would volunteer at hospitals and he would he would fiddle with the children and they're trying to make it sound like it was always you know like young girls who were fans of his no no these were young children children in hospitals girls boys he would take them to parties with politicians and rich people it's all coming out but of course you are going to be brainwashed into thinking this is just all just crazy shock jock people talking and of course all of this ties to Haute Laguerre this is the uh, um, the elitist playground on the Isle of Jersey, the orphanage where children's bones and teeth have been found after they've been abused and killed. Yes, um, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Savile's name did come up during the inquiry, um, but it was uh, more of an inference uh, than uh, a specific allegation. When we, you, well, can, can I just clarify what that meant? What, what does an inference mean? This, by the way, is the police officer who did the investigation, who was fired uh, and, and kicked off the entire island. Well, well, what we were told was that he was a regular visitor to oh. Haute de la Garen. Yeah, just a regular visitor, just dropping by. And to other homes on the island. Oh. And uh, we were also told by a national newspaper that they had asked him to assist us with the inquiry uh, and that he had refused. But, but that was very much a moot point at the time because um, we hadn't asked him to uh, assist and as I say, although we uh, were given a photograph which purported to show him at uh, Haute de la Garen, um, there was really nothing in the photograph, and, and, and there was not even enough there to question him at the time. Right, so there was no direct allegation at the time? No, no. Right, but he, he, it subsequently turns out he was at the home? It would appear so, and uh, it would appear as if he was there several times, along with other care homes on the island as well. Yeah, and so you're convinced now that he, he could have abused or did abuse children there? <clears throat> Uh, I mean, at, at the time, we obviously had, had suspicions, but, but there just wasn't any evidence. But now, uh, I, I know for a fact that uh, at least four, perhaps five, uh, people have come forward to say that they were uh, assaulted by uh, this man at Haute de la Garen. And it's certainly consistent with the pattern of events of what was going on uh, in Jersey at that time. So... Um and I'll wrap this up because I could, I could play these clips all day. And then, you know, there's no radio station that can be burned down in this case, but eventually I'll push it too far. Um, all there, there's, I want to say something very important. There are people who uh, are abused and, uh, physically, mentally, and, um, and I think it propagates and I think that it, it can go from someone who's abused as a child can wind up uh, abusing children, and this is a, a vicious cycle, and I think these people are just as much victims as they are uh, uh, abusers, and, and there's, that, that's, a, that's a serious health issue. But what is happening if you look at Joris Demick at the top of the justice system in the Netherlands, and you look at all the elites who have been covering for him, you look at what's going on with Dutroux in Belgium, it's all connected. You look at this uh, Isle of Jersey, you, you look at Savile and all, and these are people who are blackmailing each other to stay in power, and they are insane, in, blood children blood-drinking crazy people. Write a book. Ugh. <laughs> Keep bringing it up on the show over and over. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Right. Write a book. 
I don't know because I know why there's lots of books been written about this. Well, and by the way, good, that'll apparently. publish that'll publish well. Hey, Penguin. <laughs> I got a, I got a great idea. Here's my manuscript. Publish it. Yeah, I don't Back think to so. politics. Yeah. Yeah. No hell with that. Yeah. Let's play this clip. I have a uh, I was watching oh, by the way, CCTV. Uh I, one of the reasons I only have 10 clips. Um is because I'm going to play, um, let's see, where's the clip? I only have 10. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, export hey, CCTV Why don't you news. read a book? <clears throat> There's a real short clip. I think it must yeah, be this one. I've got it. Here's export. the reason. Yes, export CCTV. Here's the reason every day for the last month, CCTV, when their news broadcast, goes about 10 minutes, and then they give this little pitch, and then they play a documentary, the same one, every day. And that's it for this update of CCTV News. Coming up next is a special feature program, The Daoyu Islands of China. <laughs> Wait, the Value Islands of China? Daoyu, those are the ones, those are those islands. They're called and Value the Japanese now. Call something out. They call them Daoyu or Sikaku, whatever. Sikaku, Sikaku. And yeah, well, the Chinese have a different name for them. And every single oh, day wow. really? for the last two or three weeks, they've been playing this 20-minute documentary about why the Chinese own these islands, and every actually they have been beefing it up. Now they've got all kinds of weird stuff in it, but it's like, oh, please. And what, why do we care? Why don't you guys go fight amongst yourselves? Meanwhile, they are putting a high-speed bullet train in China from a couple of different towns. They're putting them all over the place. But I want you to play rail service, learning how to stand, and I want to tell you what I actually witnessed when watching this clip. All the crew members had to pass tests, including a written examination. Ahead of the railway line's formal operation, all the crew members are receiving various training to strengthen their courtesy during the service. They also have to undergo physical training, including proper stances for walking and standing, as well as how to maintain a proper appearance. The 198 crew are expected to be divided into 37 groups after the rail service comes into operation. I should do that with the TSA. They don't do it with anybody in this country. <laughs> they, they, they had these women standing there with like a leg up and then with a book on their head and with really? a chopstick in their mouth. <laughs> and then they had to move no, around. Wait, 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 wait. There was a chopstick wait, in their wait mouth. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. One leg up, book on their head, chopstick in their mouth. The chopstick was across the mouth like you would hold a rose. <laughs> what is the point? I don't know what the point of the chopstick was. And then they had him gesturing. Like, here's how you introduce somebody to the door. And they had him do this. Oh, that's polite. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's, it was, I'm, yeah, I'm it was. That. But I'm thinking, would, would Americans, if, if they tried to do this in this country, they would sue the company. <laughs> yeah. You're for harassment. I am not a slave to you. Oh, man. That's almost like the noodles kid. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh, you don't have that clip, do you? Uh, let me see. I don't, I don't know if. If I have noodles, kid. The noodles uh, clip is my all-time favorite clip. Yeah. How come I don't? I thought that was an evergreen that we saved that for some reason. Uh, no, I don't have the noodles clip handy. Yeah, the kid who comes into work. Hey, man, I don't know hey, why they're telling me how to cook. Hey, man. <laughs> what, you know, what is this? It's not de democratic, they're telling man. telling me what to do. Yeah. I go to work there, and then yeah, show they're up. telling me what to do. <laughs> this is no good. <laughs> It's no good. I don't want to have to like, hey, man. Yeah. 
So ah, we're idiots. It's um, funny I can't find the noodles clip. Okay, well, while you're looking for it, I, I got a, one more clip here that, that's worth listening to. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, according to Hellhound, the chopstick is so you don't bite your tongue when you get tased. <laughs> right on. That's so right. did you hear about the, they pulled over talking about crazy comments in the comment room. There was the, they pulled over this guy is coming in from China or a, or Japan or someplace. He was dressed up with a bulletproof suit. Oh, oh, I, have, oh I, have, I have the clip. I have the clip. Hold on oh, a second. Play the clip because there was the, I have to tell you what the the what. Anyway, play the clip. Hold on a second. I have it. Uh, this was great. I really like this, actually. There yeah. have been a lot of questions raised about our airport security. But how about this one? A man getting on. By the way, she's drunk again. Do you hear? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of questions about airport security. There have been a lot of questions raised about our airport security. Uh, but how about this one? A man getting on a plane in Los Angeles had in his checked bag knives, a club, smoke grenades, handcuffs, and a hatchet. How did it happen? ABC senior national correspondent Jim Avila explains. A lone traveler allowed to fly in a frightening getup from Asia to California. Yang De Harris's flight suit, fireproof leggings, knee pads, a Chinese knockoff bulletproof style vest, <laughs> all covered by the stereotypical long black trench coat. Ooh, ooh, the stereotypical long black trench coat! But this guy is involved in some sort of delusion or fantasy that's totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. appropriate, obviously. In fact, sources tell ABC News Harris, sources. carrying only a laptop, sources. wore that vest through security in China, but was so taken what? aside and questioned during his route through South Korea and Japan then allowed to proceed to the United States. When he landed in Los Angeles, a customs agent noticed the unusual garb, checked his bag, and police arrested him. He had a, a myriad of items in his checked-in luggage that raised a lot of suspicion. He had uh, you know, ga ga a mask, gas mask, uh, knives, handcuffs. Still, it may surprise the average passenger, none of that frightening gear, not even the body bags in his luggage, is banned from planes. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm getting me some body bags and I'm just putting them in my luggage. That is a great idea. So... First, there was a couple, there's a couple of things I want to say. There's a number of things in this. Yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, there was used to be an editor at Spy Magazine that used to, and I think people should reincorporate re this concept, who hated these, these check checks at the airport. And so he would carry a bag. His luggage would be filled with some of the most grotesque dildos. <laughs> that you could possibly carry around, so they'd have to. So you have to watch these. These the agents have to handle the things. Can I ask you a question? Um, is there actually a manufacturer who who sets out to make grotesque dildos? <laughs> Just go look them up. You'll find them. I, well, that's all. That's hey, beauty's in the in the eye of the beholder, son. So anyway. Uh, but anyway, so I'm I'm reading this in one of the big newspaper, one of the with like nine thousand comments, and you won't think this is funny, but I, some members of the audience will. The first comment that comes out of the comment room, which is why it, this is the call back to the comment room. The first comment that comes out is says the guy was just going to a Raiders game. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you in go. the morning. There's something else in this clip, though. Remember, um, his name. It was it was some uh, not really, but it's Yahweh or something like that. Harris, Harris. His name is Harris. 
His name was Harris, the same as the Harris kid? Yes, with a trench coat. Oh, okay. Total, total recall on the mind control. Yeah, good one. The whole thing was bullcrap. Hey, I got the Noodles Kid clip if you want it. Should we play Noodles? I got, I got oh, the, we love the Noodles Kid. Yeah. By the way, I found this through search.nashownotes.com. It really works. I just typed in Noodles. And the first hit, noodleskid.mp3. Well, like I described earlier, there are two fundamental classes that are just a plain fact in society. You either work for someone else or you work for yourself. And most people work for someone else in a way that they aren't free. Um, you don't really get to decide your work. For example, I work at Noodles, a restaurant, and basically it's a dictatorship there. Um, we're told exactly what we're going to cook, how we're going to cook it, what time we're going to get there. And basically, if they don't like what they're doing, they try to tell us what to do. If we don't listen, they get rid of us. And so we're, we're not able to actually cooperate in a way that we make decisions together. I try to convince my, my fellow employees that we should have a union at Noodles, so it's a source of power. Power! To start with. And then I think in terms of the bigger picture, when you look at revolutions, the way that you actually get rid of any sort of dictatorship um, is by having workers take control of the place where they work. Would your plan, your vision for noodles, sure. would it include the owner? What capacity we, would he be granted? Owner, if the owner wanted to cooperate with us as an equal and provide his skills that he had, <laughs> we would definitely cooperate with him. We'd have to abdicate his position as being an owner and controller of us, and he would have to recognize that we we run noodles together. And basically, if he doesn't want to cooperate with us, he's against us. And this is why we are doomed. This is unbelievable. Every time I hear that, Kenny bitches about the dictatorship. Yeah, stick a chopstick noodles. in his face. That's when you put a book on his head and stick a chopstick in his head. That that'll teach him. You know, you know. Oh. You know, I, I have to say that somewhere we went wrong in these United States of Gitmo nation. The education system. Yeah, it really self-esteem bullcrap. It really is. You the know, education everybody has system. to be a winner. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, but that's where it went wrong. Competition is bad. Let's just let's hug and tell yeah, a secret. Yeah. <laughs> let's all hold hands. Oh man, yeah, it's 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 bad, and uh, and and you just see it everywhere. Except, um, I have to say, Southwest Airlines somehow they're still great, uh, and I think they train them at Southwest Airlines. They must. Yeah, they probably make them stand at attention with a book on their, <laughs> book on their head. <laughs> no, but but Southwest Airlines are generally happy and helpful. And, you know, it's like, you know, we've been traveling a lot and we have, you know, the suitcase is 52 pounds instead of 50 or less than 50. And not a single one went, yeah, you have to pay for the dog. Like every other airline. It's like, man, don't worry about it, man. Chill, man. Don't worry. It's all cool. It's all cool, brother. Very nice. Uh, so the true uh, ruler of the world, um, Christine Lagarde, has given Greece two more years. This is uh, <laughs> this never ends. This is, this is great. This is big news. At Lagarde's list, I have to point out, there are now two people dead who are on the list. We talked about this, uh, I think, two shows ago uh, over there in uh, in Euroland, where uh, Christine Lagarde has apparently a list, and on this list is. 
uh, 2,000 elites and uh, politicians and people in the media who uh, took a total of 1.9 billion euros in kickbacks from, you know, country, you know uh, things like uh, Siemens and just all kinds of stuff. So, let's see, we have uh, two people dead on Lagarde's list. You do not want to be on uh, on Lagarde's list. Uh, one guy hung himself, and uh, or he was hung. You, you never really know. And the other guy, what does he do? I think he he got suicided as well. And you know, so th- this thing is it's not getting a lot of play really in in the press. I think it's a great Who story. Are these two? Did you get their names? Yeah, um, one of them was. Uh, is it Yanis Stournas? No, he's the current finance minister. Greek businessmen are being accused of being part of the bribery and money laundering network. Uh, was found dead in a hotel room in Jakarta. His name... Uh, Vlasis Kamburuguglu. He was involved in uh, some Russian stuff going back and forth. I mean, these names are kind of hard. Uh, But it also involved former defense minister Akis Tokopuzalupas. He's in jail. I mean, it's just, it just, it goes on. It doesn't really matter. I mean, when uh, Merkel and Angela Merkel came to town, and I don't know if you've seen seen the pictures, but people literally had... Big signs of Merkel with a Hitler mustache. They had big Nazi flags with Merkel in the middle of them. I mean, yeah. this here's a little report from Euronews. And by the way, when you show up and there's a marching band and you're on the red carpet and you're coming out of your douche mobile, your flying douche mobile, you're kind of asking, douche- what? Yeah, and a tuba. Yeah, and you're kind of asking for trouble. You know, like she is. She's okay. She's a politician from another country, but they're bringing her in like she's royalty. I and mean, who are these? These people are insane. They really think they're that awesome. Like whoop, ba da boom, She arrived for her first visit to Greece in over five years. Europe's paymaster touching down in the eurozone's most indebted nation. In the past, she stayed away, critical of the slow pace of reform here. But now she's arrived for a symbolic show of support. Now, she came to check up on her island is what she did. But here is a subtlety that uh, the Greeks were very angry about. She was wearing the same jacket. And if you notice, uh, Ms. Merkel, she wears the same schnitt of coat. It's, it's always the same because she has a big pot belly and she tries to hide it. She has this, Just Google a picture. You'll see it's always the same type of outfit she's wearing. But she wore the exact same one she wore to the soccer game when uh, Germany uh, beat Greece. And this, was, uh, this did not go unnoticed by the Greeks. It was like, you know, just an extra slap in the face. It's very funny. It's not funny. Well, I mean, it's very funny to us. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, to us it's great. Uh, so yes, that six or seven thousand police officers out there. There was no reason for her to go there, other than just to rub it in people's faces. That's no, okay. there's no reason for her to go there at all. No, but uh, it's okay. Two more years, slaves. Two more years. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, two more years of riots is what it's going to amount to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I I I, I watched the whole. Uh, the, you know, the IMF had their big party in Japan, in uh, Tokyo, and I, I watched it live, and uh, and I watched. Uh, Christine Lagarde, 
do her little speech there. It's just nothing worthwhile. You know, it, it wasn't even shocking. She never says anything interesting. No, no. Even the questions, you know. But she always starts off with like some, you know, she'll talk a little French, talk a little Japanese, show how cool she is. So I got a letter from one of our uh, producers in Croatia. Oh, oh, uh, I know who that is. Yeah. Ivan? Yeah. Yeah, Mm Ivan. I can't, uh, I I think this is, he just kind of read the newsletter that we were, where uh, Garcia discussed the fact that in Brazil, Brazil, in Madrid, they are mixing, they're putting a bunch of stuff inside the giant plaza to kind of screw it up so you can't do, because in Europe, in many of these old towns, there's these huge public places mm-hmm. that you can go. I mean, they have one. Beijing has one. That's where they had their. And they had a problem. Uh, they have problems there too. And so, because the public will gather in a large number oh, and so bitch you, you and moan to, because you have, to, you, you have to put obstacles in there. You mean? Yeah. So they're putting obstacles. In. He mentioned that in Zagreb. I guess they're starting to do this just already. Even though he says the Croatians never riot or anything, it's not like their nature. And I'm now beginning to wonder if this is a trend that we're, we're seeing the early stages of where all across Europe, all these pleasant plazas, these town squares, which are in every place, that are also recommended, by the way, by uh, city architects as a good idea, mm-hmm. are all going to be dec- decimated because it's this fearful. Because if you don't have no place to gather. Yeah, then you can't gather. Can't gather. Just go home and get on the Xbox. Where we want I just you. I point that out as a possible trend to look out for. I uh, I got a lot of positive feedback on the newsletter. If you uh, if you're not a member of uh, of our newsletter, you can sign up. There's always a link uh, where to sign up uh, in the show notes. Hey, the, the RSS feed for the thing is broken. That's I didn't know that. Someone pointed that out to me. I didn't know that they changed the RSS feed or something. That was kind of weird. I don't know. I'm looking into yeah, it. Yeah, check it out. Um, but people liked it. They liked the uh, the whole idea of it was kind of like a special highlight. Of course, we have No Agenda News Network, noagendanewsnetwork.com, uh, which uh, our producers post to uh, people put in RSS feeds they think are worthwhile. Uh, please, uh, if you find yourself sending emails to John and I on a regular basis, consider just getting a, a, a blog somewhere and just you can literally just freely and available you can post your RSS feed into noagendanewsnetwork.com and you can share the articles you know I, I watch that all the time all day long it's much better than email much much better um so the, but taking a, a a boots on the ground story like that that's truly that's beautiful and we don't have enough of that we don't have people just writing a little bit about something that they're observing in their own hometown so i i think it's a good a good initiative to put that into the newsletter. It's an extra service. Exactly. We're here to, to we're here as, a, we're a public service operation. <laughs> we are? I think so. Public service operation. So I, 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 before we get to the donation segment, which I think you're leading to. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I have a, uh, you know, if we were taking advertisements, we'd be taking campaign ads for sure. We'd be making a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I ran into and I when I saw this, I actually had to stop it and go back to make sure it wasn't some parody or something stupid that was on Colbert. Because this is definitely like written by Stephen Colbert. But this was actually an honest to God, true to form Obama campaign at the real deal. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Bernie Madoff. 
Ken Lay, Dennis Kozlowski, criminals, gluttons of greed, and the evil genius who towered over them, one man has the guts to speak his name. Big Bird. Big Bird. Big Bird. It's me, Big Bird. Big, yellow, a menace to our economy. Mitt Romney knows it's not Wall Street you have to worry about. It's Sesame Street. I'm going to stop the subsidy to PBS. Mitt Romney taking on our enemies no matter where they nest. Yeah, no, I uh, and, and already uh, the Children's Workshop has uh, said, please take that off the air. We don't want you um, using Big Bird. Uh, but it, it, this is so. I, 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 a buddy of mine uh, on the radio in Holland asked me to, you know, to do a little report for him, and I sent him this. I said, "This, this is how insane we are in America, and this is actually the conversation we are literally talking about this." As and 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 here's a, a president who has put. Uh, let me count. Zero bankers in jail, zero, and has the the nerve and the gall to do this. It's it's it, it makes my stomach turn. It's pretty sickening. Yeah, I mean, do they think it's funny? I mean, it, there's a, it, there, it, if if it was on the Colbert Report or John Stewart, yeah, it would be funny there. But this is like what they're taking the billion dollars that they're collecting and they're doing this with it. Well, they well, have, they, start, they just do a comedy show. Well, they have such disdain and such disrespect for the uh, electorate, for the American people. Uh, and unfortunately, <clears throat> they're pretty much right that the majority of people think this is hilarious and they, they love this. And they're looking for zingers and they're looking for, you know, for all these little cool things they can tweet about. And, um, and of course, you know, a, a population gets the government it deserves. Uh, people who watch this and like it, um, you know, uh, I, I spit on you. <laughs> uh, and, and you should be tased. Severely, well, they probably will get tased. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, the, that's, <laughs> everyone will. That's the Eventually, irony. Eventually, everyone will be tased. <laughs> I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda, and you'll be tased too. In the morning. That's right. That's our slogan for today, John. Eventually, everyone gets tased. Everyone gets. Everyone tased. gets tased. Don't worry. There's plenty enough for everyone to go around. John Critchley in Forch, someplace in the UK. Uh, best wish- wishes and hoping to get the job back in the UK writing Pearl, if it's the right move for me. Play the appropriate, please, which I believe is a karma shot. Oh, we have that for him, of course. <laughs> You've got karma. Kessia Wright in Warsaw, Virginia, $150 with no comment. Dean Roker, uh, East, well, let me stretch this thing out here. East Grinstead. Grinstead. East Grinstead, West Sussex, $133. A longtime listener, five buck a month subscriber. Check it to make sure. I couldn't turn down the call for 33 donations for 10, 11, 12, but wanted to give a little extra because yours really is the best podcast in the universe. So I donated 133, and I think all the boners out there should think hard about what you guys do and pony up so Adam isn't forced to look for more voiceover work. <laughs> this is going to be my first donation on the way to a knighthood, possibly like a MILF shout-out from my smoking hot wife, Simone. It's our sixth winning anniversary on 10, 13, 12. Oh. And two to the head, shut up, slave karma for my new business, RK. Our technology just starting out, providing encrypted off-site backup for small businesses. Okay. Should we do By this? the way, I'll give a 10% discount if they mention best podcast in the universe. The website is rkrtech.co.uk. All right. Here we go. Milf. 
That's one mother I'd like to f- Shut up, Slave. You've got karma. Might not be a bad idea backing up to the UK. Michael what, what, Clinton, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean back? Oh, you mean uh, having oh. local backup that can be compromised? Yeah, that's a good point. My way. I mean, Switzerland also has a lot of backup operations. How about just some. onto a CD-ROM? Well, I think you'd have to get you. No, I mean, I can't. Be, I can't believe you of all people is advocating a cloud backup service. No, I'm just saying if you're going to backup, you do have to have offsite. My backups are all here, but I have one offsite. I and this a is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about carbonite, John, because if you want it back, you got to back it up. We, we, we'd be doing that if we'd taken <laughs> ads. But no, I, I keep a two terabyte hard disk in the trunk of my car. I Oh, really? In the trunk of your car? Interesting. I, I carry around a USB drive on my keychain, which has uh, the most important things. Well, I have too many important things. I got a lot of photos, for example, and I can't put them oh, on anything. Oh, say no more. Can't. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge the photos, eh? Yes. <laughs> Michael Clink in Oak Park, Illinois, went to one sixteen. Like to make it a ten twelve. This would make me a ten eleven twelve. Ah, that's right. That's on right. On ten eleven twelve, karma. In other words, he's over the top. Uh, yep. Give him a karma for nights. You've got karma. Uh, Patrick Macom in Mount Vernon, New York, one eleven eleven. El El Cid Campeador from the fifth column. <laughs> what is the fifth column? What is that? Uh, it's the fifth column. It's the it's the it's the one uh, step after the fourth estate. It's the uh, it's the underground. Oh, it's okay. Pulpa, Oklahoma, uh, hundred. El Cid Campeador from the fifth column. A round of karma for all listeners and to the best podcast in the universe. I'll look that up for a second. You've got karma. Fifth column. I, you know, because I I never really thought about it. Fifth column. While you're doing that, I'll thank Sir Jesse Wilson from Hobart, Indiana. Uh, his first donation as a knight. Oh. 99, 99 is 33, 33 times 3. Karma, please. Very nice. Like it. You've got karma. From the Book of Knowledge, a fifth column is a group of people who clandest- clandestinely undermine a larger group, such as a nation from within. A fifth column can be a group of secret sympathizers of an enemy that are involved in a sabotage within military defense lines or a country's borders. We are the fifth column, John. I like this. Right. Yes, but we're after the media. Matthew Lower, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, seventy-seven, seventy-seven. Keep it the great work and congratulations on five years. I'm requesting some gambling karma for my upcoming <laughs> trip to Las Vegas. Good luck with that. Yeah. Hoping to find better craps... Tables and I found on my last trip. Go to the smaller clubs. When I thought about it, but failed to make a donation, then now he wants his. Uh, all right, well, all right. Anyway, Matt Lauer. All right, good, good luck. luck. Good luck. You've got karma. We don't advocate that, but good luck. We can't. We can't control it. We can't give it to you. We just. We can only do as you ask. And Jonathan Marcus would agree with that. He's in San Antonio, Texas, and gave seventy, saying, "I don't believe in Elvis. I don't believe in Kennedy. I don't believe in karma." But I do believe in propagating the formula. Please keep keep hitting people in the mouth. Will do. Sir Thomas Nussbaum in Virginia Beef, Virginia Beach, Virginia Virginia Beef, Virginia Beach, and uh oh, oh my goodness, sixty nine, sixty nine, dude. Okay, one more week of this. 
<laughs> last week. Is this the last this week? Would be it. This I mean, it. we don't even encourage this. No. And this, of course, is Sir Thomas Nussbaum, who uh, came to our D.C. show, drove up from Virginia Beach with uh, St. Nicole, uh, who are getting the ring. And uh, I guess that's all being taken care of. Uh, Mimi's uh, all over that. Well, yeah, there's a little. It's apparently, it was stolen. Yeah. But there's another one coming out, uh, Express yeah. Mail. Yeah. Karma for Mickey, Adam, John, and Mimi. Five more years of the best podcast in the universe. Ah, oh, that's so kind of you. We'll take it. You've got karma. Cal Ferenc in Aurora, Ontario, 6969. My Uncle Kerry gave me karma in June. Yeah, I'm a little behind on the episodes. And yes, it <laughs> worked. Little. I was in line to get fired from work and instead got a raise. Right. In this respect, in the respect, I'd like to give an in the morning karma shot to my uncle Carrie and to trigger. I recently got my black badge and am ranking quite well in IPSC with my new G Lock thirty four Glock thirty four. <laughs> I, I thought he was talking about coding. Hey so man, thought, I'm, I'll bust a cap with my G Lock in you, boy. <laughs> G Lock, my Glock thirty four. <laughs> thanks again, Uncle Kerry, and thanks guys for the best podcast in the multiverse. In the morning, <laughs> G Lock. Yo, brah, step back, brah, yeah, or yeah, I'll bust a cap in you. Your point. With Sir G-Lock. Christian Herzog, Elwood, Illinois, sixty nine, sixty nine. Sir Zog, here. Yes. I can't let the fifth anniversary nor a date like 10, 11, 12 slip by without a little something for the effort. I also worried that the 6969 meme might end in light of 5555 for this episode. So I'm choosing to diverge from the commemorative amount in an attempt to stave off the inevitable for yet another week. If I could grab a little vote for jobs, two to the head karma, I'd appreciate it. And I'd keep my karma stash ready for when I need it or uh, when somebody else might need it. Okay. I say once, so let's vote for the jobs to the head karma. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. <laughs> You've got karma. I had it. You nailed it. Yep. Baron, Baron von Pelsmacher. Hey! Yay! 6969. Couldn't have him back. Now he's back in, back in action. My first donation this year is things are not well in the barony. Uh-oh. Yeah, I figured it was about time to help with the production of the best podcast in the universe again. Regardless of this personal trials and tribulations, I once am listening to the show shortly after they are produced. But like many producers, I used to listen to listen to many episodes weeks later. As you showed again on the last episode, though, since you are both so far ahead of the curve in the news, as we pointed out earlier, yep. by the time some producers listen to the show, it will be totally actual on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, so you'll be like, <laughs> wait three weeks and you'll be nailing it, and you'll still be a week ahead. <laughs> yeah, I would like to request an Italian shut up slave, two to the head douchebag call out for the future ex baroness. Uh, what? <laughs> Future ex-baroness. Here with open the vacancy for the next baroness of Belgium. Wait a minute. So there's a there's a there's a uh, there's an opening for a, a uh, for a baroness. Yeah. In in Belgium. He, and he also says, "Binge don vat Julie don Julie Jin gewoon fantastisch." That you know you're Dutch. You when you go to Holland, you are getting laid so bad, my friend. If you just say that. Just, okay. What you just said there was great. Uh, Italian shut up slave, two to the head, douchebag. Shut up, slave. Starzito, schiavo. Douchebag. There you go. It was a complicated sequence, but we got through it. Uh, Richard Harriman in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 6969. 
I'm never sure what to say with these donations, but first things first, I want to wish the most beautiful and amazing Dr. Christina Lake a very happy birthday, hmm. which will be on Friday. I happen to be lucky enough to be engaged to marry her. Having her in my life is a true blessing and a gift on a daily basis. I also want to thank you, Adam and John, for all the work you put into the show. May I have a MILF in the morning karma for Christy? MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. In the morning. You've got karma. Tight. The, uh, <laughs> I guess, well, I forgot which way. Maybe it's in the notes here. One of our producers wrote and singing. I've been trying to, I guess... The MILF thing puts off a lot of women, feminists. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, feminists. Uh, um, call me back, John, because you're, you're like cutting out a lot again. It's just not All worth right, it. All right, here we go. Yeah. It's like, uh, and I wonder how that works, by the way, because I can hear that. It's really funny what happens because it'll uh, Skype will like just hold back on on a word, and then the word will come out, and then you can hear Skype catching up. Does that make any sense? Yeah, this is a very old uh, algorithm that I've seen in the past, but I haven't seen it recently, but it's starting to show up. I noticed this when I did the podcast with Horowitz. Okay, so it's not, he would just, say, it's not just us. He would say something, right? And then, but, but it'd be a blank, and then he'd, but you'd still hear it. Yeah, exactly. And it would still be in time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very, I don't <clears> like it. Oh, let me ask you a question. Um, how would you rate the overall quality of this call? Uh, two stars. Two stars? No. no, It's one star. No, one star means you can't hear the guy at all. Problem so bad the call was impossible. Had several... Pro okay, two stars. Wow. You're, like, honest. Uh, choose all that apply. The call did not connect. Uh, none of the above. You suck and you blow. Okay. Send feedback. Okay, good. Let's continue. Thanks for rating the... Thanks for taking the time to tell us what you think. Get help with your call quality issues. Read about call quality now. Oh. They they should just say screw you. You yeah. get what you what do you expect for nothing? This this feedback thing is the same as the button on the crossing light. You know, there's just two wires at the back there that ain't doing anything. Beep beep beep. Sir Jason Stevens lost wages in Nevada. Uh. Sixty nine, sixty nine. I know you love it. <laughs> and he says, I hope I made the cutoff from lo Happy Lost Wages Nevada. Beep. What does it say? Yeah. Can yeah. I get a train's good, plane's bad? Send off for the NDAA FEMA camp. <laughs> Definitely not drunk. Yeah. No, sir. All not board, drunk. Trains good, planes bad. And that's it, right? We're done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that'll probably be it for the 69 moment. I think, it, I doubt we'll get any more of those. Justin Johnson in Winter Park, Florida, 6666. While we're waiting on checks for our business to find out. What? To find their way out of the UP, USPS black hole after 15 days, we decided to pay you instead. No, instead, instead of, of paying our, the electric bill. Wait a minute. Go back again. Well, we're waiting on checks for our business to find their way out of the USPS black hole after 15 days. We decided to pay you instead of our electric bill. Wow. So so, uh, so here's Justin. He's in Winter Park, Florida. He is waiting for checks that for some reason are stuck in the postal service. And instead of paying the electric bill, they decided to support the best podcast in the universe. Thank you. That's yes, dedication. A round of applause for Justin. Uh, the best part was that it was my wife's initiative to do it. That might have something to do with Adam's sexy voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, Beth. <clears throat> hey, Beth, thank you so much. And uh, in case they turn off the electricity, don't worry. I'll keep you warm. Love the show and all your hard work. Uh, six, uh, 33 bucks from each of us and 33 cents for each of our human resources. <laughs> they, they place no value on their human resources. <laughs> 33 cents. <laughs> Eric Bottenfeld, field, Bottenfield, Bottenfield in Park City, Illinois. 55.55 in the morning. Best podcast in the universe, 55, in honor uh, of it. I'd like to wish my brother and all-around great guy, Phil Paxton, a happy 33rd. We got them on the got list. Got on the list, yep. In honor, I'd like to give 20, 33, 33 this donation to go towards my knighthood credit, but still keep 22, 22 in order to alleviate my boner status. Oh. So please wish Phil a happy birthday, and uh, he needs a simple de-douching and half a karma. Okay. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got... <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to do that. You, you got, got the, the harp. K in there. It's perfect. You get the harp. You get a little bit you of got... K. A little bit of K. <laughs> hey, man, listen, don't mess with me. <laughs> Anthony uh, Di Carvalho. Di Carvalho. Di Carvalho. Di Carvalho. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Carvalho. Carvalho. It's Carvalho, my friend. The most interesting man in the universe. For Lauderdale, Florida, fifty-five, fifty-five. Want to send out a happy fifth, uh, and send out a magic number thirty-three. Challenge all the boners out there on ten, eleven, twelve. For every thirty-three paid subscribers to DailySkew.com, he will donate uh, five bucks to No Agenda. So DailySkew.com on Kindle. Not sure what that is. Oh no, it's uh, a Daily Skew. It's cool. Oh, we've d- talked about we it talk, before. Yeah, and it's S K E W DailySkew.com. As Adam knows, I have a sick child. I'm living in the new American dream of just getting by. Yet somehow I find a way to donate. So if you can listen to this podcast, you know you can at least afford 99 cents a month to subscribe to the Daily Skew on your Kindle. If you've never donated, you can at least help the Daily Skew. Hey, help I, propagate the formula. Let me ask you a question. So can we just like publish stuff on Kindle That's uh, and, and we can charge money for it? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Maybe I can publish my pedo book there. <laughs> the Daily Pedo Report. Just maybe. All right. Okay. Anyway, he needs a. Um, he says, in honor of you playing my bad company sixty nine sixty nine jingle last episode, he'll pledge to do a twelve 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 instantite donation. If the daily skew on Kindle reaches six thousand nine hundred sixty nine subscribers by November thirteenth, uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I well. wish we had six thousand nine hundred sixty nine <laughs> subscribers, dude. That, but I'll play that for you. 69. I still like what he did. All right, so he has the uh, call. He wants us to do, uh, what is it? I lost track. I'll just give him a little bit of karma. That's what he needs for sure. Yes. You've got karma. These are our 5555 donations. Uh, The 26th of October is when we officially celebrate our fifth anniversary. Uh, And these are all congratulatory donations. Michael at Madja in San Diego, 5555. Happy birthday, you guys. Uh... Adam, you moved to Austin just as I left to Southern California. Be honest. Are you avoiding me? Hell yeah. When I first listened 2.5 years ago, I thought you guys were crazy. But now I'm in arguments with all my friends and family about how blind we all are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think my stepdad from Corn Love in Nebraska is actually a shill for Monsanto. (laughs) Broke my (laughs) mom. Monsanto broke my mom and dad up so he could infiltrate my family. Oh, really? 
Anyway, I don't want no stinking karma or a de-douching. Instead, can I just get a plane's good, see something, say something? Thanks for being the best news source in the multiverse. Patrick Coble in Nashville, Tennessee. Sir. Uh, four or five. Sir Patrick Coble to, to you. you. <laughs> I want to say congratulations on making it five years with the value for value model. It's been way to get it's been a it's been way too long since my last donation. I need to get some karma. Simple PR propagation discovered equals everyone should make their home and work wireless SSID, aka the network name noagendashow.com. Yes, with the password in the morning. That's our standard. That's our yeah. standard way of doing it. That's right. In the morning. Thank you so much. Uh, Alan Schaff in St. Paul, Minnesota. Nuts. 5555. Oh, no comment. Really? <laughs> Minnesota nuts? Okay. All right. Are you doing- Sir Russell Williams in Boise. Boise, Idaho. No, it's Boise. 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 And Boise. It's the home of the Boise State football team. Yeah. No need to mention the S in my name, Sense. As was pointed out to me by a friend, the S now stands for Sir. Thanks for the great five years here. In, here's well, the way this, more. I the way this shut up, slave due to the head car. The way this Skype is going, it's not going to be another five minutes. <laughs> we have to. Shut I think I'm going to get a hold. Yeah. Breaking up again? You yeah. thought. Karma. You want to call me? Let's do mumble, man. We have, no, mumble. We have so much we just, The whole show is about mumble is the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll try calling you, see if that helps. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're, uh, after the show, we're actually going to test and see if we can uh, get it back together with mumble. I do think it's a pretty good, pretty good system. <clears throat> yeah. And we're back. Yep. Yeah. Keep on rolling. Uh, where was I? Sir Russell. Okay. Shane. Shane Pettin in Cartersville, Georgia, 5555, driving down the road with my wife, listening to No Agenda. When the donation segment started, she laughed and she said she couldn't believe people actually sent money to you guys. Hey. I looked at it in a, in a dismay and informed her I was about 100 or one eleven dollars 11 cents a month producer and also had made larger donations in the past and even gave her a MILF call out once. She rolled her eyes and called me a moron. I told her if she ever insulted the best podcast in the universe or its producers again, I would divorce her bitch ass. <laughs> Wait a minute. Please give my wife a douchebag douche call out. <laughs> like my awesome travel blog, Fotovia.org. F-O-T-O-V-I-A. Wow. This is hardcore. I mean, he's That's, right, of course. I mean, you got to. That's you gotta, hot. You, that is hardcore. Yeah, you got to put her in her place, but still, I mean, that is that is pretty pretty. I'm I like just saying, put stand her there with a book on her head and, and a chopstick, chopstick in, her in, her, in her mouth. Exactly on and one so leg. That's where you're going to be headed if you don't start waking up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, could I could I just hear you say that one more time? That's where you're going to be headed. If you don't start waking up, no, but you got to do the whole thing. That's that, that, that is. It's like it's oh, like you just want to use it as a pre-show clip. No, you're trying I'm, to use me. No, I would like to. Okay, but well, it's, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no, never. No, 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 just go. Just keep going. Steven Sevchuk in West Orange, New Jersey. Happy anniversary! The slaves just want some karma. That's right. Hey, it's right, right near my old hood, man. Uh, near Verona and Montclair, West Orange. Hello. You've got. Karma. Jersey. <clears throat> Bashir Osman in Harrow, Middlesex, 5555. Lee Donaghy 
in Great Yarmouth, Norfolk, 55-55, just getting by money. David Lindbergh, Rochester, New York, 55-55, keep up the good work. Sir Spike in Hamilton, Ohio, uh, been a while since I checked in, some value for values would be better time to congratulate you on an awesome five years. Thanks for all the hard work. Keep hitting them in the mouth. Jeremy Cooper, Toronto, Ontario, uh, birthday from his uh, girlfriend, mm-hmm. Kelly. Got it. Good for oh, that's cool. Her. Uh, Loya uh, Enterprises, La Mesa, California, 5555. Thank you for the best podcast in the universe. Only my second donation. I was just barely getting by. That said, I hit people in the mouth whenever I get the chance. I want to thank you for the karma you sent me my way on it. When I donate in June, enroll, enrollment at our martial arts school is up. Hey, hey. And our master instruction instructor sold a few more Kindle books. Please send my instructor, Scott Conway, with one T. Uh, okay. well, well, pronounce it with just one to, T. No, that's just Scott, with the one T. So the karma goes to the right place. You got to pronounce it right, man. Do it again. You didn't Scott. say it right, Scott. You didn't do it right. One T. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have pronounced it Scott. Mm-hmm. His emotional IQ is being offered free on October 11th, and his extra download would certainly boost his ratings. Thanks again, John and Adam. Uh, Wow. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, give him a karma. <clears throat> give his boy a karma. Yes, absolutely. Uh-oh. You've got karma. I can't wait to take my test. Uh, I think I'm taking it in uh, in 10 days, my ham test. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think we should, why don't we just you know, do the hookup just on ham on and just say <laughs> over, over, oh, over, over. Can we duplex? Mer- we can duplex. That's legal, right? You can duplex it. Marysville, Kansas. Uh, actually, the repeater is full duplex. Marysville, Kansas, uh, 5555. Uh, Bob uh, Kepford, that's an anonymous donation. Bob Kepford in Carruthers, California, 5510. Keep assassinating the media, media and mention my weekly newsletter for Drupal developers, theweeklydrop.com. Hey, now. We could use a Drupal developer. We could use a, a, a weekly newsletter. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have one. <laughs> John Fitzgerald, Wes Islip. New York. Islip. 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 What I said. Islip. Islip is what I said. You went Islip. Islip. It's Islip. Okay. 5451. First time donor needs a de-douching. Send some karma to our servicemen and women. Finally, rest in peace, Ray Bradbury on show 451. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. That's right, boys and girls. It's for you out there. Aaron uh, McGoffin. Or Magafin in Woodstock, Ontario, 5150. Please help me congratulate Sir Joe Cool Design on his birthday this week with a little fluoride in your cup, Karma. I don't, that's a good one. Mm. I don't know what day his birthday is. And to be frank, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be pushing 40. <laughs> I should have got this no agenda trinket collector another challenge coin, but I really couldn't be bothered with the hassle, much like finding out the actual date of his birthday. Whatever. He'll get a kick out of the card. Okay. Best clawed past in blast in the omniverse. All right, so that's an interesting one. Someone fluoride karma. Yeah. All right. Best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. You've got karma. Nice one. Now, Rosanna Oglesby in San Antonio, Texas, right down the road. Fifty bucks. She says in the morning. I'd like to donate toward my husband's knighthood. Now, this is a woman that knows what she's this, doing. This, I mean, she ain't going to get no divorce. This is a woman who is going to get loved and she was respected and held up on a pedestal like the princess that she is. Exactly. This is my anniversary gift to Tyler. We got married on 10-10-10. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Ten Ten Day, by the way, is a Chinese holiday. Oh, yeah, I think it's uh, Taiwan's Independence Day or something. But it's called Ten Ten Day, and they have a huge celebration in Chinatowns all over the United States. Well, the last two years have been uh, the best two of my life. By the way, it's easy to remember. And remember an anniversary if you get married on something like that. Ten, ten, ten. He's a great husband. He works very hard for me to be able to stay at home with their eleven-month-old Sierra, even though he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't donated. Uh-oh. I'd like a deed douching for Tyler. I need some travel karma for myself, and I drive to visit my family that is spread. That's pretty funny. That's spread out between Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. I'll donate again before I come home for some karma. Thank you for the, being the best podcast in the universe. Oh, travel karma. That is so nice. Deed douching first. <laughs> You've been deed douched. And some travel karma for you, woman. You've got. That karma. is a woman and a half. She's a brick house. Then George uh, Black Knight, George Vanderhorst, uh, 50, and Gert von Trepp. Gert von Trepp. 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 Forget it. Gert von Trepp. Gert von Trepp. Get it together, man. Gert von Trepp. Gert von Trepp. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I nailed it. All right. Hey, thank you all so very much for... That'll be our group for... Producers yeah. for this show. Yeah, thank you 451. for 51. Yes, thank you for supporting us. This was the Fahrenheit 451 edition. Uh, we have I'm stepping on you. Yeah, you are stepping on me. That's really good. One That's... guy, by the way, caught the with the Bradbury mention. What do you mean? Oh, with the 451, you mean? He mentioned Ray Bradbury. Yeah, 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 yeah. we got one, <clears throat> and of course we have a 451 uh, a member, which is always very cool. Um, so please uh, continue to support us. Best podcast in the universe. They say it because, well, it's true. And uh, we do not take uh, political money. Uh, the, the Romney and Obama campaign, Democrats and the, uh, the other guys, uh, Republicans, they're spending a billion dollars each. Guess where that money is going? Yeah, a little bit to parties and a little bit to jets and stuff. Most of it's going to the media who are just messing with you. So, yeah, and guess <clears throat> where the money's coming from? The public. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're taking your, your cash and they're giving it to douches. Is that to what the media. Yeah, they, give the you media. Bad, they, they give you in turn bad information. Yeah. What kind of a deal is this? It's a shitty deal is what it is. Now, here's a better deal for you. Dvorak.org slash N-A. All right, everybody. It's time to celebrate. Nussbaum congratulates himself. He uh, celebrates on the 13th. It was nice seeing you and, uh, and uh, St. Nicole there in uh, D.C. Richard Harriman congratulates Dr. Christina Lake on the 12th. That'll be tomorrow. Eric Bottenfield says happy birthday to his brother Phil Paxton turns 33 tomorrow. Uh, girlfriend Kelly says, hey, Jeremy Cooper, happy birthday to you today. And Aaron McGoffin uh, says happy birthday to Sir Joe Cool. Thank you all so very much for... Uh, using our little show to bring congratulations and well wishes of many more years from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. We have got quite a list today, John. People are checking in. Oh, I'm going to need two swords. <laughs> yeah. You might as well. Why don't you get your ninja star, your throwing stars out? That could actually be kind of handy. We got a lot. We got a lot of guys. Uh, but this is very good. I, I'm very happy to see that people are getting in before the end of the year. And uh, that is so that they can still receive their uh, night rings. 
And uh, nice to see that everyone's stepping up here and uh, completing the knighthoods just in time for the end of the universe. So I'd like to call forward Michael Klink, Joseph Frost, Darren Phillips, Greg Filer, Rick Bressler, and Sir Snorristain's wife, Lady Arctic. She'll be a lady in a moment. She'll be a dame. And Paul Senkowski. All of you have reached the status of knight or dame here at the No Agenda Roundtable. So let me chunk all of you in one go. Sir Michael, Sir Joseph, Sir Darren, Sir Greg, Sir Rick, Dame Lady Arctic, and Sir Paul. Welcome to the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay. And what do we have? Sushi and Geishas? Uh, geishas and sake. <laughs> geishas and sake. Hot pants and booze, okay. of course, uh, if you want. Uh, thank you all very, very much. This is very exciting to have such a list today. Um, it just, I, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm, I like it's on 451, which is the, you know, an homage to Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. Yes, it is. Uh, from Ray, by Ray Bradbury, which was a very good story. We were uh, talking, uh, you know, about uh, about the campaign stuff. And um, Gary Johnson, very interesting. He he, uh, he was interviewed. Hold on a second. I've somehow, for some reason, I've gotten like duplicate clips here. Uh, he was interviewed, and uh, something that I did not know uh, came to light about the way that the uh, elections take place in these United States of uh, Gitmo Nation. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, we have these debates. And uh, it's rigged because there's only two people invited to the party, except the last that was it Ross Perot. He was invited to there was a, a three way. debate. Yeah, it right? caused a problem. Yeah, because he, he made sense. But he, but he also had like a billion dollars of his own. So he was able to buy in. You know, he, yeah. he, he would pony up to the bar. And, uh, you know, if it's just like me running for 2016 along with John, you know, we're not going to get in. And I've deconstructed a little bit of that. But here's something very interesting I did not know as Gary Johnson is interviewed. It's really the issue. My name isn't included in the poll. But when it is included, it's, it's always a surprise on the upside. You were not included in the CPD debates. Um, the CPD is the uh, campaign. Uh, what, is it, what does it stand for again, CPD? Yeah, that's a good question. i got to look it up. No, I got it here. It's the... Uh, uh, campaign, a commission on presidential debates. So this is these are these are the the guys that determine who's in the debate, who gets on television. So he's not included in the debates. However, three sponsors have walked away. From yeah, the terrific. I mean, that, that, that it's unprecedented, and it and it, they're making a statement, not so much in support of Gary Johnson, but just that hey, this is this isn't a fair process. It's not a it's not a two party country. It's, it's not a two part, it's not a two party country and there's no opportunity for a for a third voice ever given the setup. I think that's what they're saying. You filed lawsuits to get into those debates even still into the two remaining debates, correct? Exactly. Exactly. Do you think you have any chance of getting into those debates? Well, you sure don't have a chance if you don't file the suit. So we filed the suit and we're filing it on antitrust grounds, which is a new look at this, a di something different. And um, you know, <laughs> you don't stand a chance if you don't file the suit. So I really uh, enjoyed hearing uh, that three of the uh, sponsors of the, the Commission on Presidential Debates, who essentially pay for the television broadcast, uh, have pulled out. And uh, I'm going to tell you which ones they are, uh, if I could find them here. Uh, here we go. Sponsors dropped out. Uh, who was pulled out? Phillips Electronics. It's very interesting when you find out who these sponsors are. 
Philips Electronics has pulled out, as has uh, the British uh, advertising firm BBH and the YWCA, the Young Women's... uh, What is that? What's the C in YWCA? Young Women's Christian. Christian Athletics, is that it? Athletics Association? Yeah, I think. So if you... All right. So if you look at the sponsors for this year, they are. I don't know what the eight means anymore. Yeah. The ones that are left over are Southwest Airlines, which I find very disappointing because I like them so much. Now I think I'm going to have to not fly with them anymore because they're a part of this douchebag cabal. Uh, the Kovler Fund, just like some banker, International Bottled Water Association, longtime sponsor, by the way, if you look. Uh, they've been sponsoring these debates for many, many years. Uh, the Anheuser-Busch Company, so I'm not drinking any Budweiser anymore, but here's an interesting one. The Howard G. Buffett Foundation. Do you have any idea who Howard G. Buffett is? Is it related to Warren Buffett? Yeah, it's his son. Oh. And uh, so uh, these are the people that sponsor it. I pulled their Form 990 because, of course, they're a nonprofit. Here's how it works. Uh, in the non-election years, they make about $50,000 a year. <laughs> in the election years, it's about $6 million. Huh. How does that work? And uh, their uh, mission here, I'm reading from the form, organize, produce, finance, and publicize the general election debates for candidates for president and vice president of the United States of America. Other related educational activities are held in non-debate years, such as conferences and symposiums, which I think should be symposia, but that's up to them. Um, so, so I think it's very cool that, uh, Gary Johnson has said, you know, screw it. I'm suing you on, uh, antitrust. <laughs> I should be in the debate. And I think he's absolutely right. He has no chance whatsoever of getting in, but it is important, uh, that people try this. I think that's good. I, I like him even more for that. Well, it was probably Ross Perot's being in the debate in the first place that caused the original sponsors of these debates, which was the League of Women Voters. Right. To withdraw their sponsorship because apparently, and this is in the wiki, you can read it, mm-hmm. uh, after the Bush-Dukakis campaign secretly agreed to a memorandum of understanding that would decide which candidates would, could participate in the debates, mm-hmm. in other words, no third party, right. and which individual panelists uh, were able to ask questions and the height of the podiums. As you remember, there was a kind of a weird scandalous uh-oh, thing uh-oh, about uh-oh, the various uh-oh, heights. Oh, John, stop, 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 stop. Do you know what that means? Count me down, baby. Count me down. Count me down. Five? No. Four? No, no, not quite. No, I need a little bit more in two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right, let's get back. Back to business. Anyway, the height of the podiums, you remember that there was a scandal about, you know, the podium heights being this and that. Anyway, the league rejected the demands and released a statement saying that they were withdrawing support for the debates because, quote, the demands of the two campaign organizations would would perpetrate a fraud on the American voter. Which they do. Yes. Exactly. And bingo, now we got what we got. You know, I was thinking about this, about our whole uh, and our whole value for value model. So, uh, and, and let's just point out that these sponsors who pulled out this year, they pulled out because they say it's not nonpartisan, it's bipartisan. It's only it's only two people who get to play, and it's bullcrap. And and it's like, you didn't know that, really? Okay, you went through all the, the, the paperwork, and you sponsored, and now you're like, oh, gee, this is not so good. This is not, <laughs> like, you only know this now? 
<laughs> Stupid morons. But anyway, I'm glad they pulled out. I have a feeling, John, that I, you and I, I think we could do a presidential campaign on Kickstarter. But that's if they would allow it, it's possible. Why, yeah, why, why, why wouldn't they allow it? I don't know. They have their, I don't know. Nobody knows the secret. Oh, okay, secret. Well, we should work on that. And uh, uh, Gary Johnson, because, uh, you know, you are considering voting for him. I think I'm considering I'm voting. I'm not considering it. You are voting for him. I'm torn. I'm I'm still on the fence. I think Roseanne Barr is also interesting. I'm I'm not saying I won't I won't <laughs> oh. vote for. Mm-hmm. Here is um, here he is about his tax. Do you know about Gary Johnson's tax plan? Uh, since you're voting for him, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know about his plans. All I know is that he's pretty. He's got a pretty face, and he talks softly. He carries a big <laughs> stick. So that's the only reason you vote. <laughs> I would have voted for Romney, but I don't like the fact he likes torturing people. Uh, I'm advocating eliminating income tax, corporate tax, uh, abolishing the IRS, replacing our entire federal tax system <laughs> with with one federal consumption tax. I, I am uh, advocating the fair tax. Let me so, ask you about that real quick. Fair tax meaning no separate corporate tax? Exactly. No, no corporate tax. Income tax? No income tax. No IRS. No IRS. No IRS. Simple consumption tax. Replace all of it with one federal consumption tax. In this case... Uh, Is it staggered? Nope. Nope. What would the rate be? 23%. But it ends up being cost neutral over a very short amount of time. And let me use a can of Coke as an example. A can of Coke that sells for a dollar today arguably has 23% embedded non-transparent tax in its can of Coke. And that would be corporate tax that Coca-Cola pays. It would be Social Security that Coca-Cola pays as a match. And by the way, under the fair tax, there would no longer be withholdings from your payroll check. No more withholdings for Social Security, uh, Medicare, unemployment. All of that would come out of the proceeds of the fair tax. Governor, you have advocated... Throw in, uh, throw in, the- throw in a blowjob, and, and I'm voting for you. <laughs> I don't even think he needs to do that much. <laughs> this is as good as my $40,000 rebate. It's, it was 30000 by the way. Oh, uh, I jacked it up. It's great. I love it. No, you can't put a guy like that on the stage because everyone in their right, nobody in their right mind would vote for the other two guys. Yeah, they'd be like, Yay. you have to vote for this guy. Unless there's a bunch of people out there. I don't get these people, but there's a bunch of people out there. Well, I think we need taxes, and taxes are good. And, and you know, these tax nuts that think that the bigger, the more tax we pay, the better off we are. Is that, mass, anyway. is that mass of tax nuts? Is that where they're from? Mass tax nuts. <laughs> <laughs> mass tax nuts. Hey, man, like a big mass tax That's a good nuts. one. That, that somebody, some talk show guy could pick up a mass tax nuts. That is actually a show title. I think it, that's a show title, mass tax nuts. Mass tax nuts. Mass tax nuts. I'm from mass tax nuts. <laughs> what? But I mean, is it, but isn't that a, first of all, a consumption tax? Is that like VAT? Is that basically what he's saying? Is that, is that the same? Yeah, but there wouldn't be anything else. I but, mean, it, but it is dangerous. Yeah, but it is dangerous because then they can start cranking that up. Yeah, it is. In fact, do you realize before the income tax laws were passed, before we had it in like the turn of the century, before they cropped up, do you know how we financed the government? Ninety percent of the financing of the government was done through tariffs. PayPal donations? No, it's tariffs. So so all the junk that we're – this is what he should go after. All the junk we're buying from China, that's what got taxed right. at all kinds of different rates. And that money is what went to the government to pay for things. You want to buy junk from China? Go ahead. Good, just pay for it. No, that's a good idea. You know, I'd, I'd like to, I mean, in 2016, when you and I run on the Kickstarter campaign, sounds good, um, 
You know, I, I, I'm in total agreement. I think we should uh, really up the ante on, uh, on imports and get people making some crap here at home. In fact, uh, if you make something through a Kickstarter campaign, well, you will not be taxed for anything. If it's a value-for-value value model, right? So if you, if you raise funds from, the, from your customers, I'm not going to tax you on anything. And I'll give you a blowjob. You heard him. That's, that's, that's part of my campaign. Meanwhile, and you can visit him in Austin, Texas. He's listed. That's right. You can find me on the Googles. Meanwhile, uh, President Obama came out and said, and once again, was my, this is my, this is my uh, I got to play it. This is, this is my pet peeve. This is my pet peeve. And after 30 years of inaction, we raised fuel standards so that by the middle of the next decade, your cars and trucks will go twice as far on a gallon of gas. And today, the United States of America is less dependent on foreign oil than at any time in two decades. So now it's time to move forward. My plan would cut our oil imports in half and invest in the clean energy that's creating thousands of jobs all across Ohio and America right now. Not just oil and natural gas, but solar and wind and clean coal technology and fuel-efficient batteries and fuel-efficient cars. And I'm not going to let oil companies continue to collect another $4 billion in taxpayer-funded wealth, wealth, corporate welfare every single year. All right. He's talking about Section 199 of the IRS tax code. This has been around for a 100 years, Section 199. Anything that is produced in the United States, including software, including movies, radio programs, in fact, arguably podcasts, if we were a corporation, which we're not, Get these tax breaks, just like oil companies. This is not some favoritism that the oil companies have been receiving. It's because they make so much money and pay so much in taxes already that they benefit to the tune of billions for Section 199. It would be discriminatory. So it's okay. Just say, I'm going to cut these guys off, but don't pretend like they've been getting some kind of free ride. You're a lying sack. <laughs> I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. I just hate, I just can't stand it when that is a lie that people never propagate, never never say, hold on a second. It's just bull crap. It was brought up a couple of times in the, uh, Romney brought it up in the debate. But, you know, Obama wasn't paying attention, so. He was sleeping. He's sleeping. Sleeping. Hey, so we might as well talk about that briefly. So tonight we have uh, oh, yeah. Douchebags Round 2. Yeah, this is good. And these guys are worse than the other two. Oh, I got to, I got to, here's, here's my feeling. Oh, Biden is, he's, he is, he's got a Woody right now. He is so hard for this. He is yeah, like, he, like, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to kick this bitch's ass. So I can't wait to see this. So this should really be a fun one because he's going to be, he's, I think he's, he has a good shot, by the way, of looking really good. What he's a dingbat. There's no way he's going to look good. <sighs> no, I don't know. You know, he's going to he's going to play dirty. He's going to play he always does. Oh, I, I don't think there's a question at all about that. He's going to play but the problem real is dirty. he's going to a couple of things going to happen. My this is my take. One is that there was a lot of criticism of Obama for not using all the zingers they wrote. Zingers. There's a, they apparently had a bunch of zingers, zingers. that yeah. dropped on. And uh, there were some of them floating around. They said, well, he could have said this, he could have said that, and there were zingers. But O'Biden oh, is going to <laughs> grab the zingers. He says, I can use these. 
and he's going to use because he's not funny and he thinks he is. He's going to use them at inappropriate moments. <laughs> and he and here and here's I can guarantee you at least one Big Bird mention and one Sesame Street versus Wall Street. Yeah, oh, probably. Maybe even Just more. Lame. Maybe even yeah, more. And, and a 47% mention, which they, everyone criticized. The, yeah. And, so. and, and he's going to call him out for lying. He's going to say, he's going to say, Romney is lying. He's going to, he's going to say this to Ryan that your boss is lying. He's going to say lying. This is what the Democrats are all angry about. Obama didn't call him out for being a liar, man. <laughs> you see, you see. You have to understand. American people, uh, the electorate in general, is stupid. Not people who listen to this show because they're switched on and awake, and they know what's happening, and they know that it's all bull crap. It doesn't matter who you vote for. The bankers run the show. But the Democrats or liberal liberals or progressives or whatever they call themselves, they literally believe that uh, you can present a case of reason, and people will then make an informed decision. Now you're stupid. This is not the way it works. You can't dumb down a population for four, de five decades of television indoctrination and selling them sugary coated cardboard and think that they're now smart. You just got to go with the lie. That's what we love. That's why Romney's brilliant. He's went up there and just, you know, and Ryan, if he's smart, he's going to say, it's not true. I don't know what you're talking about, man. We, we walk on water and, and I'm going to give every one of you a blowjob. I'm telling you, this, this which, and people will lap it up. They will lap it up. Do you think? I mean, you got to tell me I'm right. Uh, I think. Well, I don't know if he's that smart, but I think right. you're generally right. By the way, this is how we're going to do it too. We're we're just going to go when we run for office. We're like, we're going to give you thirty thousand dollars a year, twice. Something forty. Now. Oh, I'm sorry. I was lying. It's 40000 twice, times two. We're going to do that. Um, we are, oh, by the way, weed, are you kidding me? We are going to, we're going to drop seeds. We're going to airlift seeds and drop them in every single public park so that weeds are just growing everywhere. You can go ahead and you harvest that. You can smoke up. Smoke up. We're just going to lie. Actually, I, I'm planning on doing that part. That sounds kind of fun. Uh, did you read that New York Times article about uh, attention deficit disorder? Uh, no, I guess you missed no, it. No, I uh, what? No, it was about Michael Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> what? New York Times? Well, you 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 what? you subscribed? To the, yeah, I couldn't pay attention to it. I couldn't get through the article. Uh, this is a Dr. Michael Anderson. The attention, the uh, the title of the it's under the health section, and it's from I think it was from Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, the title of it is "Attention Disorder or Not: Pills to Help in School." And oh yeah, this is a great story. So uh, the story is essential, and I, I I'm just going to read the the main quote of the article. Uh, well, see, here's the intro. When Dr. Michael Anderson, this is in Canton, Georgia, Anderson uh, hears about his low-income patients struggling in elementary school, he usually gives them a taste of some powerful medicine, colon, Adderall, which has the exact chemical compound as cocaine, I might point out. And here's the quote. I don't have a, lot, a whole lot of choice, said Dr. Anderson, a pediatrician for many poor families in Cherokee County, north of Atlanta. We've decided as a society 
that it's too expensive to modify the kid's environment, so we have to modify the kid. That is awesome. Yep. And it's literally, it's like, that's just what it is. Medicaid covers every single penny of the doctor and the prescription. And the kids are doing great on Adderall. Have you seen the numbers? The numbers are up. Test scores are great. Kids are peppy. This year is the worst SAT scores in the history of the United States. Well, that's because they're not. We haven't uh, uh, propagated enough Adderall. The worst ever. Yeah. That's how well they. Uh, or or is that true? The guy running the, the, the Department true? of Education. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, people who are getting A's and B's, I won't give it to him. He said, "For some parents, the pills provide great relief." Jacqueline Williams said she can't thank Dr. Anderson enough for diagnosing ADHD in her children. Eric, who's fifteen. Shakiara, who's 14, and Shamya, who, Shamya, who's 11, and he also prescribes Concerta, a long-acting stimulant for them all. Concerta for all, I tell you. She said each was having trouble listening to instructions and concentrating on schoolwork. But now the kids are doing great, and they can stand on one leg with a book on their head and a chapstick between their teeth. Awesomeness. This is so sad. This is so incredibly sad. Please, and I've said this before, <laughs> before you put your kid on Adderall, and I have not uh, tried uh, Concerta. What is Concerta? Is that... Uh, I haven't seen... I, I think we may have done an ad for it. I have a feeling we've done an ad for it as, as well. Oh, by the way, not an ad that we got paid for. We, no. we ridicule the ads for it people is, uh, new listeners. Methylphenidate. Oh, phenidate. Fenfen. Uh, oh, okay. So that's oh, it's the, it's Ritalin. So you see, you have the Ritalin, which is the downer, and you have Adderall, which is the upper. It's it's it's, it's actually little, Ritalin's an upper too. No, it's not. Uh, uh-uh. no, no, no. Ritalin is. I it, thought it was an upper. No, the, no, no. If, you, unless you're needed downer, then it's a downer. It's a down, downer upper. No, it, Ritalin is for the for the kids that are uh, too active. Yeah, but isn't it an upper that does it have the has no, no, you, no, you, no, you, the opposite effect on 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 wild kids. No, no, you give uh, 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 you give the I'm wild, looking it up. Yeah, you look it up. But here's what I understand: you give the. I've not tried Ritalin. I've tried Adderall. And please, parents, before, and, and if you're listening to the show and you're giving your kid Adderall, turn off the podcast and go iron your face. I mean, you shouldn't even be listening to the show if you're doing that. But let's just say it's possible that you've fallen for this trap. And, and and you're giving your kid uh, synthetic cocaine, which is, just go look it up. It is synthetic cocaine. Take it yourself. See how you do. See how you do. And don't just take it once. Take it like, you know, like, like the kid's being prescribed three times a day. I took this crap once. I was tripping out for 14 hours. <laughs> now, the Ritalin, I got to try. I got to try that one. And Concerta. Does anyone have any leftover Concerta? Just get some from your kid and send it to me. I want to try this. Still no Haldol, by the way. Disappointed, yeah, disappointed no. about that. Yes, But it is so incredibly sad. And I, and I think it was Buzzkill Jr. who turned me on to the uh, the crystalline structure, and uh, and you know and and this show me that that this is literally cocaine. It is legal cocaine. 
There are kids who mosh up Adderall pills and snort them. I'm reliably informed. Well, there you have it. But it is, it has the same structure as cocaine. And the Ritalin, I'm not sure. Did you look it up with the... I, the Looking at it. Yeah. Well, it's hard to look it up? No, it's easy to look it up, but there's way too much information about it. Oh, okay. May cause sudden death in children and teenagers, especially <laughs> children or teenagers with heart defects or serious heart problems. The medication may also cause sudden death, heart attack, or stroke in adults, especially adults with heart defects or serious heart problems. Talk to your doctor about the risks of taking this medication. And there was a... An oh, and by the way, Ritalin may slow children's growth or, or weight gain. Yeah. Your kids will be a midget. Your child's doctor will watch his or her growth carefully. They must talk to your child's doctor if you have concerns about your child's growth or weight gain while he or she is taking the medication. Hey, he's not growing. He stopped growing. Hey, he's not growing. He's not growing. They're beating me up at school, the bullies. So I was reading um, USA Today, and I have to say, uh, you know, we were traveling again, and um, even though Southwest has a couple of planes with Wi-Fi, I typically won't do it. I'm just like, I'm just going to... Plus eight bucks or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I was listening to podcasts. You know, it was nice. I got you know, my groovy V-Moda headphones. So it was really cool to just zone out for a bit. Um, USA Today has been redesigned. Have you noticed this? Yeah, they're all... Now they're having a ball, apparently. I think, I think they're doing very well. Well, the guy's running it is a friend of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, Larry Kramer. He was the guy that started Market Watch. That's how I got my job. Really? Over there. Well, get me a gig and let me get me a gig writing for yeah, USA Today. I won't take my calls anymore. Oh, really? Why not? Yeah. You tell me. You Larry, know that's what happens. What? His name is Larry Kramer. Yeah. Okay, that's a fake name. Come on. No, it's not, a real name. Larry Kramer. Is he? Is he the editor? With a K, the editor in chief. Really? And he wants, So if I send an email, and say, "Hey, Larry, it's Adam John's friend." Yeah, I say he won't take your call. Okay. So, oh, he looks like a... Oh, I know. I met this guy. Sure you did. He used to be in the San Francisco Bay Area. He was the editor of the Chronicle for a while. Started Market Watch, made a lot of money, bought a new car. Oh, right. Uh, then he then he got screwed because when he was running Market Watch, they were, the whole plan was to sell the whole thing lock, stock, and barrel to CBS, who bought CNET. And CBS was outbid by, the, by Dow Jones, and Dow Jones took the thing over. And then they kind of, you know, let the Dow Jones people tell him what to do, and he got sick of it, left... Took a, he took his, a couple other people with him, by the way, recently. Did he, did he get a younger wife? Not that I know of. Here, here, listen to this. One of Kramer's responsibilities at the Examiner was managing gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. His quote. Was, I, that's when I was there. Yeah, he, he says, if I can manage Hunter, I can manage anybody. Except for that Dvorak, man. He's out of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't, I, man, I, I can't, can't take that guy's call anymore. It's no good. Yeah, so I won't anyway, take Mike Paul. So I really like what they've done with the USA Today. I think it looks great. Well, I, he's a smart guy, so I mean, I think the thing will be improved, and they're going big time online. Well, uh, from what I understand, they had uh, digital designers create the uh, the, the paper version. And, that and could be. I, but I'm also I'm reading articles. I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Um, and they had this whole article about uh, children with autism. <laughs> And it was a hilarious article. I'm reading through. So I read the paper version. And then I, you know, they have, they have the little QR code. I'm like, oh, I'll scan this. And I got the online version. That worked, surprisingly enough. Um, and so, uh, you know, I mean, as a kid, John, 
You've run away from home, haven't you? Why would I run away from home? Oh, come on. You never said, I'm running away from home, and you went out and you hid under the tree for 30 minutes? No. Really? Why would I? That's dumb. Oh, come on. Every kid says, I'm going to run away from home at least once. You yeah, never right. said, I'm going to run away from home. You never no. did. No. Why would I? Well, I? well, I don't know. Now I feel... I had a pleasant home environment. Now I My feel weird. parents weren't beating me. <laughs> now I feel weird. I, I had a room and board. It was fine. They gave me a car. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> when I was like six is when I was talking like this. Uh, never. Okay. Well, I, maybe I'm weird. Maybe your parents are mean to you. No, I don't feel good now. Oh, you should. I was, I was abused. Apparently you were. Well, anyway, so, you know, if you wander away from safety, i.e. from home, there is now a, uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has recently created a medical diagnostic code for wandering as a condition of autism. <laughs> so not only are you, do you have autism if you're spinning, but if you just wander off, every kid in the world wanders off. No, every kid in the now that's the fact. If you're in the airport, that's why we put our kids on, on leashes. <laughs> they wander off, and now they'd be diagnosed wrong. No, now they now they just get some awesome medicine. Save them both. Now they get some awesome medicine. Yeah, well, actually, they, yeah, I wonder how much of this this guy. Get, Giving the medicine to the kids, and the parents just grab the medicine oh. and sell it on the black market and tell the kids, now you study hard, because if you don't, <laughs> they know you're not taking the medicine. You better study and get A's. There'll be no Christmas for you, kid. If we... That's what I'd do. <laughs> okay, so you don't, your kids won't run away because of abuse. You're just making them get A's. And interesting, your kids got A's. They're all yeah, straight they A students. Are yeah. you selling their Ritalin and their Adderall? As a <laughs> there you go. Supplemental income, Dvorak? Mm. Wow. Entrepreneurship at the earliest stages. There you go. Wow. Awesomeness. Ah. All righty. Um, let's see if I had it. I, mean, I had all kinds of stuff. That okay, well, crap. I got some stuff. Yeah. Uh, walk, me, walk me home before I wander off. Yes. Uh, here's a good report. Uh, apparently, Afghanistan. Afghanistan is doomed. Oh, really? That's news to me. There's a warning that the government in Afghanistan could collapse after the withdrawal of Western combat troops in 2014. A think tank based in Brussels says President Karzai's government is increasingly unpopular and plagued by corruption and factionalism. NATO says it disagrees with the assessment. Is this breaking news in the UK? Oh, my goodness. Afghanistan's so one, of the, a mess. one of the stories we haven't covered on this show, and I don't think it's been covered on too many shows, is the Huawei uh, kerfluffle with the U.S. Congress. And I, so I took the report on it from right from China News just before they went into their complaining about the islands. This, now, wait a minute. Ha, I, ha, Huawei is the these guys. Huawei. 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 They make uh, routers? It's, it's the Cisco competitor. Yeah. They make routers. They, they, essentially, as far as I can tell, they've, they've taken all the patents they could take, made a few of their own, did a deal. Now there's cloning Cisco. And there's another company called ZTE, and they've both been banned from selling anything to the U.S. government for reasons that are kind of disgusting in this report, but there's just a two-part clip, and I, you, the background is in part one, and you can listen. 
Now to the United States and a powerful congressional committee is telling American companies not to do business with China's two largest telecommunications companies, Huawei and ZTE. It's the latest in a series of reported concerns about these companies, which nevertheless are increasing their share of the U.S. telecom market. Correspondent Jessica Stone has more from Washington. Huawei and ZTE, two major telecommunications companies based in China, each doing business in 140 countries around the world, including the United States. Well, good morning. But on Monday, an explosive report from the U.S. Congress. Its chief authors alleged a cozy relationship between the corporations and the Chinese government, allowing Beijing to access and meddle with critical U.S. technological infrastructure. Huawei and ZTE seek to expand in the United States, but as a result of our investigation, we do not have the confidence that these two companies, with their ties to the Chinese government, can be entrusted with infrastructure of such critical importance. Yeah, no problem to have your iPhone made by them. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, uh, well... Yeah, actually, that's probably more interesting uh, an observation. Anyway, the second part of this clip was, and I'll talk about what interests me about the whole thing after this, is that there has an interesting factoid in it that uh, I thought was interesting. I, I thought was fascinating, but also not not especially. Uh, uh, never mind. Just interesting, not especially interesting. However, we will listen that to might it. Be. No, it's not special. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I can't think of the word. <laughs> the report's evidence? The companies failed to explain their relationship with the Chinese government to the satisfaction of the U.S. Congress. The companies acknowledge Communist Party offices located on site, which is a common practice, even for Western companies operating in China. Exactly. The report also points out that Huawei's founder, Ren Zhengfei, served in the Chinese army, and the company still has military ties. <sighs> okay, so, by the way, if you go to Boeing... Yeah. And you go into the office area, the Navy's got an office there. I mean, this is a cool way to get these free office spaces. <laughs> Everybody does this. So there's no big deal. But here's what the real thing is. This is obviously rigged by Cisco because Huawei is a huge worldwide threat. Yeah, of course. It's a douchebag company. I, I mean, everybody I've talked to, I've talked to people in, when I was in Brazil well, I ran to a guy who worked there, and he says these guys are the worst. He says their whole marketing strategy, for example, is they follow around an Ericsson salesman when it comes to putting big switches in, and they go in and they say, which is a great way to sell things. Yeah, say how, you how, do, how, how much did he do it? Because how, you're taking a beating. Yeah, so how much was that bid? And then he goes in and just says, oh, 20% less. 30. Oh, wow. 30% less. What would they would that 30%. So you can't outbid them. They they're just a and so I guess Cisco has decided to push these guys to keep them from coming in here. Although there's some phones coming in and and I think your point about the iPhone is more valid than any concerns that we should have about the uh, well not just routers. not just the iPhone. I mean it's uh, everything. Yeah, it, basically everything I'm looking at right now. Uh, how about my uh, my Mac mini? I mean the, everything. The, everything. It's all China stuff. Yeah, no. So this is just a this is trumped up by Cisco and the lobbyists, which you know it's 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 I don't care. When are we going to put those Chiners in their place? <coughs> Never going to happen. No, not when they're standing around with a chopstick in their mouth. Now that, my friend, taking orders is the most true thing you have said. <laughs> 
As, that's right. As long as they can still get their, their slaves to stand around on one leg with a book on their head and a chopstick in their mouth, there's no way we can beat them. We have no discipline. No discipline at all, I tell you. No, we got noodles, kids. Hey, you know what? They're Chinese noodles. <laughs> they are, actually. Coming up uh, on the No Agenda streams, uh, we have a brand new show, Freedom Fiends. They uh, come on live every Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. And uh, consider us as your choice. Just two citizens getting by at Dvorak.org slash NA as your value for value proposition for this week. We will... Uh, we look happily forward to seeing you on uh, Sunday for the program. Yeah, and don't forget show 452 when mind seeing somebody uh, jump on that little meme. And, yeah, exactly. And uh, and also, uh, if you didn't open the newsletter, why don't you go check it out and see what you think. Give us some feedback. Coming to you from... People, you know, we only get half the people that are on that list ever open the newsletter. <laughs> that's not like that's a peeve or anything. Hey, coming to you from uh, the capital of the Drone Star State here in Gitmo Nation, uh, Tejas, in Austin. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I forgot to write stuff in the red book. Oh, well, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on No Agenda. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.